0: It's Dave Hanratty, and there will be no encore. I'm joined by Richard Chambers, everybody. Hey, cha cha cha. Let's just get straight to it. <laughs> Big intro. Uh, author, newsman, friend. I've been on too many times for an intro. <laughs> uh, former housemate of mine, of course. You yep. know, three wonderful years during the pandemic. Uh, what else have you? Uh, podcaster as well, hosting the group chat. Yep,
1: from
0: you know. Sins. Uh. Hey, nice, nice football cliches reference there for the football cliches listeners of the show. Uh, yeah, like uh, just, I, I could go on, you know. Beleaguered New York Knicks fan.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Well, I would I would say that's quite happy. It's one of the one of the few teams of mine in sports which has which has done well as of late, so I'll take that, you know.
0: Okay. I thought Bows were doing okay, were they not?
1: They were, but now it's all gone arse. It's all gone it's all gone arse. Is what freaking,
0: is. Like, <laughs> what? British sitcom character. <laughs> like, okay, uh yeah, so Bridge is back on the show. He's my special guest co host this week. How you doing, man? Great. I think this is my fourth one, is it? Fourth or fifth, there was the.
1: Brooklyn... Five would be a nicer number.
0: There was the Can of Brooklyn incident where you exploded a can of Brooklyn all over the head stuff studio years ago. That was good. You're on for uh, we did a wrestling one in our lockdown shared house a back lockdown in the special. Day. You're on for sporting anthems possibly recently November after the Trump thing. Yeah, was that sporting? That was sporting anthem. I feel like there's one more in there. There's there's, four I, think or five. I think we're missing one. But you're definitely uh, you've got friend of the show status. Ah, listen.
1: I think I should be like if there was um if there was a Wikipedia page for No Encore, I think I should be there as in like you know recurring characters or something like that. Notable,
0: yeah, notable, notable, guests. Guests. notable yeah, guest yeah, stars, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. take that oh, VIP essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, what top five are we doing this week, which we haven't named yet properly?
1: We we, we have struggled to get down the name on this. There's one. Been
0: some dispute. I got, I got a voice note yesterday, and a, a panicked man on the other end. I, of
1: I was worried because I was like, "This will be very disjointed." Because Dave, you'd put the, you'd put down on the list, you'd put down top five. Uh, adrenaline anthem (laughs) which feels very (laughs) kerang you know and I was like oh no I think I've gone I've gone too you know low key on this let the bodies hit the floor Richard I think drowning pool was, was absolutely what I was going for I think I think one of your like we stumbled across like, the first suggestion you put down was like uh, top five hangover songs, and I didn't soothing a want...
0: hangover, which actually Sonic Architect Adam could use today after he spent all night everyone drinking eight percent crap. <laughs> can, beer can we out. not
1: talk about this, please? <laughs> that is, I've I pay, I've paid enough. <laughs> I would feel pain in that situation if you were t- if you were told to revisit it at that point. Yeah, but
0: yeah, yeah you're right. It did no. hangover soothing was the impetus for this. Then you said no, let's do let's broaden it out to be
1: more sort of morning songs of a of a restorative nature. Uh, morning kickstart
0: someone could call it Is this because you've just started running at 6am lately?
1: That would be part of it but I just feel like I feel like, there's, I feel like morning is a good music time in general and whether that be hangover or it be you know commuting mm-hmm. it could be anything I like an, I think
0: morning is just a very evocative time for music. Just waking up and getting out of bed and, yeah. uh, and getting kickstarted. But you have become a, a runner lately in the morning. And, uh, pe- Shoot people, the runner, Dave. I people think. are already coming at you for being, quote-unquote, insufferable on your Instagram. Uh, th- in
1: fairness, <laughs> all of them are, are known and beloved to me. Okay. And I think that are, there there has been... So, uh, what's actually happened, so I repost any time I get a bit of slagging for it from two people in, in particular, uh, one being Brianna Parkins, a um, former uh, Rosa Trillian, currently of the Irish Times, uh, who says that I'm basically like some sort of... Um, uh, door-knocking cultists uh, <laughs> visiting, running upon people who do not want it. But the problem is some people do not get the joke and have like, now whenever like I post up saying, oh yeah, I'm just going to keep on posting about this, uh, they'll be like, yeah, no, stop posting about it. And I'm like, Instant block.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has to Farewell, be that. Way. losers. But people, we can talk, we'll talk later on about parasocial relationships. People think that, you know, they own you because you're on the television. So, you know, fuck them. That's what I say. <laughs> he didn't say that. I did. So restorative music is where you're kind of coming. Yeah, up a this, nice yeah.
1: morning lift up. Like, yeah. you know, you know the sort of songs that like you put on and it's like, that's an, Im- that's an imprint on my day now is okay. what it is. Or that's my that's my day in the right direction, or in a better direction than it would have been otherwise. Okay, we'll
0: definitely come up with a title by the time this episode is posted. If so. I might
2: suggest one, here we go: Top Five Morning Kickstarters. Ah, oh, I like this. He's does.
0: I mean, it's not quite adrenaline anthems, is it?
2: <laughs> adrenaline anthems was such a
1: not what not what we were going for. You we were
0: saying off, Mike. It sounds like you know you just listen to Hatebreed in the gym all day yeah. or something.
1: It's it's know? very it, it, it's just it's <laughs> literally the only song I ever thought I thought of when I saw that I was like it, this is Master of Puppets. So I was like, I mean, that's a great, that's great. Oh, I
0: finished uh, Stranger Things. I watched the last episode, the two and a half hour last episode, about a year after I built up to that episode.
1: How did you find that that piece of content? Um, I managed to avoid spoilers? No, I didn't. But Good I, didn't, that, yeah. I, I yeah. didn't
0: really care because I, <laughs> because I don't care about the show. Uh, how did I find it? I found it monotonous as fuck. And um, even the Master Puppets bit, I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. He was shredding. He was shredding, yeah. R.I.P. Eddie um, Munson, is that the is name? he dead? John, see the show. Spoilers for a show that came out <laughs> a year ago. Don't know. care.
1: Too last too long. It is too long. That, that that for a show which is we so live online. You're yeah. not. Yeah.
0: So this will be a long it. episode, though. So um, we should probably just jump into the news. Before we do, though, it is patreon.com slash noencore if you want to help support this show. I greatly appreciate everyone who does. Tell a friend about it. This could be your first ever episode, because Richard's on. You know, he's going to bring in 75,000 new listeners, I assume. Absolutely.
1: A bare minimum, otherwise... The
2: spike. Uh, otherwise you're never coming back. Yeah, yeah. otherwise <laughs> I'm binning the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm stricken from the record.
0: we got a busy news section. Let's jump into it. <laughs>
2: Start spreading the news. I love that sting. It's pretty good, yeah. So good. We had to get rid of
0: Kanye, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Hopefully he'll come back. Sent
2: the wrong message. He did it to himself, to be fair. Yeah, 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 he did. Um,
0: So we have to start off with a a bit of a death roundup, unfortunately. Which you know, it's how every podcast wants to begin. Uh, Last Friday, uh, the episode came out. Andy Rourke of the Smiths passed away. Uh, hell of a guy and also I should say look, so I was doing um, I was doing Arena on RT like last week to review albums one of which was the Paul Simon album which is very much about oh, yeah. you know an 84 year old man staring down the barrel of his death like you know and I'm like this is cheery stuff the Lewis Capaldi album which is death of a different kind and you know the cashew album which is surprisingly good but uh the producers had asked me they were like oh can we do like a quick bit on Andy Roark is that okay and I'm like yeah of course absolutely mm. so I'm on the bus right, I'm getting the bus out to, to RTE Towers as they call it it's <laughs> <This laughs> an obnoxious thing to call it I like, do you know what I mean I always love when people like Joe Towers yeah you know? <laughs> it's awful
1: I do it all the time, but now I feel like I'm doing it ironically, like That's, Virgin Towers sounds yeah. daft.
0: Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, it's like revelers, you know, it's, it's yeah. lost all meaning. So I'm on the bus, right? And I'm reading like Morrissey. I know Morrissey is Morrissey and, you know, he's massively problematic, but, you know, he's still got away with words. and He's got a right to write a eulogy for his former bandmate, even if they had lots of legal squabbles. So Morrissey wrote this eulogy and it was typically Morrissey asking that it was quite beautifully written. And there was a line in it where he said, um, I hope wherever Andy is now, I hope that he's okay. Yeah. And that, I swear to God, I'm on a bus, I'm on a packed bus on a Friday evening and I just burst out crying. Uh-huh. Because, you know, obviously on this show I talk about my father who I lost last year and I've said that, like that's kind of been my sentiment. I, I have said that to people, I've been like, you know, I wish I could check in on him, even though obviously that doesn't make any sense in the cosmic sense of things, but maybe, you you know. And I just like, it was just like this incredible thing. So what I did was, I, I just felt like caught in the moment and I earnestly put out a tweet and an Instagram story just elaborating upon this, which I don't often do. I usually save it for this show, but I put out a tweet to that effect, really. And I saw I got a reply pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, it must be someone just being like, hey, man, you know, hang in there or something. And it was a fucking bot, right? <laughs> and it said, do you want to win this gift card? And I was like, oh, come on. I was like, the one, the one time, it's true, Stuart Lee said it, the last taboo is a human being trying to do something earnest and and well. And basically it was just like, I was like, I got musked, you know, I was yeah. like, even then. But yeah, so I kind of put out the sentiment to the world and I got like a text from Richard that was, Are you okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Did I alarm you? <laughs> no, it wasn't an alarm,
1: it wasn't a welfare check or anything like that. It was very much just sort of like, uh, oh, that, that, that I, I, it's you know, it's important to sort of recognise feelings when these things happen. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just check in, see yeah. how see how the man is.
0: And it was appreciated, buddy. Um, but also we lost someone that we care about too, Rick Dalton. Rick oh, Dalton.
1: I, I, I had no idea where that was going.
0: Rick Dalton, he wow. of Bounty Law, and um, what's Quentin Tarantino doing? Like, uh, so Rick Dalton of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood fame. You know that amazing documentary. He's
1: Leonardo DiCaprio's character, character in that.
0: Yes, he he quote unquote died <laughs> of meme pointing at TV fame <laughs> last weekend at the age of ninety. Um, he's just doing a thing. You know, he's just doing like a. You know, Rick Dalton has left the world. Why? I don't know, to promote his podcast maybe, possibly, or the cinema that they put this sign on that he bought in New Beverly. Um, But yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, everybody. Richard's on the right side of history with that one, Thank You like
1: it. I actually do want to see it again now. That would be my Third or fourth time, I think, seeing it. Uh, I have seen it
0: eight times, yeah. I think, of course. I was
1: actually, funnily enough, no word of a lie. I was listening to the soundtrack on the way over. There you go. <laughs> I was listening to it because they do that sort of radio version. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's cool. It's but very also, like car music, so it's good.
0: So I saw it thrice in the cinema, of course. And then when I was living with Richard, there was a Friday night in lockdown. And we were like, I was like, would you watch, would you have any interest in watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And you yeah. were very against it. You're like, nah, nah, it looks indulgent and I'm annoyed, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, that's what it sounds like, by the way. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, come on, man. I talked you into it. We got a few beers. And by the end of that film, man, you were fucking... That was
1: great. Loving it. That's a great... That's a very evocative piece of film is what that is. It's magnificent. Well, how, many, how many podcast episodes have you spent talking about time and that? This Hollywood. is episode
0: 367. I would say probably since that came out, probably the last 150 episodes. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At least once.
0: But okay, we'll move into um, a real person who passed away this week. I and mean, You can't not talk about the wow. incomparable... The genuinely iconic and overused word, but she was and will always be Tina Turner.
1: Next level, godlike talent is what I described her as uh, on the internet. But it is so. For, so for, for, you know, it's rare that anybody gets a career as high profile and as you know influential as Tina Turner had. But she had it like two or three different times, if you count like you know the rebirth in the eighties as something which was incredibly. You know, it just didn't happen back in those days that you would have those sort of rebounds in the way that she did and from what she had to rebound from. uh, Just incredible. Unbelievable. And, I I, like, it's been great to sort of see even some of the clips which people have shared. Particularly, it seems to be mostly just older stuff. Like, so, um, Proud Mary has sort of been done dirty in Ireland over over the years (laughs) as the sweatiest, most annoying wedding dance floor song. Uh, But there is something amazing about watching it in its purest form, which is, you know... Uh, Tina and you know backing singers giving it absolute socks, pure cardio on display. The cardio is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've mean, no. How do you sing when you're, you're you're making these moves? Like
0: it's unbelievable. And this is of course, you know, she's obviously lauded as well for someone who you know. I assume people know the backstory. It's a very long backstory, but obviously it took a lot of time for her to kind of get out in her own. Ike Turner was an abusive piece of shit, but she did get out in her own at the age of thirty seven or thereabouts got the name Tina Turner, which was originally given to her as a very exploitative thing. Mm. You know, Ike Turner gave that name to her to replace her someday with a different person named Tina Tina Turner. And, of course, she survived spousal abuse and became this icon over over time, but it wasn't an instant thing. That's why you're kind of saying, like, there's two or three careers in there. And it was in her 40s, mid-40s, when she kind of finally became something of a household name and then would go on to definitely cement that. But, again, that's the thing there where it was like, well, that didn't happen. People were like, you're too old, you're done, and she defied that. She defied every convention and every kind of expectation of her. And again, those performances are unfucking believable. And even Pride Mary, you know, it's that kind of a Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you thing, because of course it's a cover. Yeah. But it's hers. It's it's clearly her song, hers, yeah. you know. What's your favorite Tina Turner song?
1: <sighs> yeah, Pride Mary's good. If you go back, like uh River Deep Mountain High is brilliant. That's just a great vocal performance, and it's just it's it's pure Phil Spector. Sort of stuff isn't it But um,
0: the, good think, of Phil yeah, the, good, the good parts
1: Yeah the good parts I would say I would say, What's Love Got To Do With It Is brilliant Oh man yeah I'm So good That is so good
0: Did you know who uh, Recorded that before she did But didn't release it It was written for someone else Or it was oh, written when then it was shopped around And there was an act A UK act that did it But they were like Oh it's not working And then Tina Turner did it And it did UK work UK act You'll never guess it If you don't know it Bill Collins Books Fizz Terrible Bizarre right Yeah it's bad And of course you know GoldenEye we all love Goldeneye. Ah. That's very Donald Trump of me. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all love Goldeneye. We all love Goldeneye. I just <laughs> heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing this for the first time. Written by who, Richard? Uh, Bono and, um, is it The Edge? It, it is, yeah. Congratulations. You're the third person I've thrown that to today and the only one who knew it.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, also the writers of uh, Spider-Man, something in the dark. Turn
0: Off the Dark. Turn Off the, the dark. dark. The musical, yeah.
1: So these these young kids, they just stick at their writing. They're clearly getting better at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's one of my favourite um, uh, James Bond themes. It's just really good. Great movie too. Incredible. Very. Seeing reflections on the water. Great warbling. Very nice.
0: Move in smoke and mirror. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's great. It's a great film. I actually am putting up on my now must be watched list <laughs> watched alongside Once Upon
2: a Time. I watched it recently. It's great. Still great. Not without its issues, of course. For like, England, James. As a, as oh, any film me. in the nineties is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, That's it was Ninety-five
0: though, I saw that in the fucking cinema in Drodo like when I was like ten. And I was sitting there in the abbey
2: watching this and then that theme comes on, and you're just blown away. Yeah, it's very good. It's the like the horn stabs at, like the did it! Yeah, 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 so good.
0: Her voice, man, unbelievable. Just
1: unbelievable. It was like, great. That like the, there's so many people who get the great label um sort of put on them and bestowed upon them. And they're all deserving in in, in their own different ways. But for Tina Turner, it's almost too small of a term probably. Um, just so influential, so many different acts over the years of different genres will take in cues from Tina Turner, whether they're in, you know, rock music or even people like Beyonce, for example, who've, you know, you know, been massively inspired by Tina Turner. Just, yep. yeah, huge figure.
0: Tributes pouring in everywhere. Mick Jagger, Pete Townshend, Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry said, you know, she influenced me to get into music and still does to this day. Mm. That, that will always be the story. She was asked by Oprah Winfrey in 2013 uh, what she thought her legacy would be and she said, Endurance. My legacy is that I stayed on course from the beginning until the end. I believed in something inside of me that told me you can make something better. My legacy is a person who strived for something better and got it. Yeah. Inspirational.
1: She is. And there was another interview clip actually I saw there, um, not sure, what American TV program was on, uh, but like she was showing off her amazing villa, uh, sort of castle almost she owned in the French countryside, and uh, she was just giving the tour, and like, so here's the swimming pool, and here's like the vineyard, and all that sort of stuff. And The guy asked, uh, do you think you deserve all this? And she's like, More, you <laughs> know, <laughs> I was
0: like, yes, You, you like a super villain, yeah.
1: I was like, This is her lair <laughs> now. I'm like, That's good. I'd watch a film where Martina Turner you know, just ran the supervillain lair.
0: <laughs> Do you think, as a journalist, you would ask that question?
1: No, I think that was really shitty, to be honest. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. It felt really weird. It's just like, <laughs> deserve all this? Yeah, I think you're great with your music, you're singing.
0: Um, I, a, pivot, a hard pivot now, I should, um, to a Metro.co.uk article from December 2015, uh, which I left out of Richard's notes because I wanted to blindside him with this. Great. Inspiration takes many forms, as far as Tina Turner is concerned. So here's an article by Metro.co.uk. You ready? Quote? go. go. Man in 2015 December, Manchester United captain Wayne Rooney has revealed his music taste in the dressing room. Nice, uh, and also this is glorious tabloid nonsense in terms of the Can't wait. The England skipper, along with teammate Bastian Schweinsteiger, likes to put on some Tina Turner when he's given a chance by his teammates. Amazing. Speaking to Metro Sport, he claimed the last band he listened to was "I'm trying to think." Oh, today in the dressing room I was listening to Tina Turner. However, some of his teammates may not be such big fans of the Golden Eye singer, with Ashley Young usually in charge of the tunes. No, answered Rooney when asked if Tina was usual fare in the changing room. No, <laughs> Ashley normally does the music but sometimes it's more me and Bastion. We want to enjoy something different so we put on Tina Turner. We enjoyed it anyway. End quote. Lovely. And then the uh, astonishing end. Giving
1: so much away there.
0: The end paragraph here by the journalist where you're like, okay, I, I need to fill a bit of a word count here. What have I got? We've got with United's recent splurges in the transfer market not yet bringing the desired success, they might do well to realise we don't need another hero and look within for answers to their turgid displays. That's
1: terrible. <laughs> absolute Garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. <laughs> Sorry is that writer, but that was garbage. It's not great. No.
0: Well, you know, Wayne Rooney is, uh, of course, connected to music in many ways. A Whitney man. He's a Whitney man. He, he wants to run to her. He wants to leave. Yeah. Yeah. He can't believe it. That's a beautiful tweet. It is a beautiful tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sorry, went to use of course the artwork used on the Daytona album with Pusha T. Five years old today. That album. You know
1: we don't talk about Pusha T anymore. Are you? Are, are you ever
0: going to forgive him for canceling?
1: No, oh. twice twice you can't cancel twice this is what happened with Chance the Rapper and I never gave him and look what look, look, my opinion of that man is on, is on the floor
0: well his most recent album is one of the worst albums ever made so. he loves his wife Dave <laughs> he does love his wife this cannot be disputed um, Wayne Rooney of course has a tattoo of a you know related to a band
1: Aerophonics you-
0: yes it is oh what a shout um, what does yeah. it say it says just enough education to perform
1: I, I think, yeah, that, that's somewhere stored in a, in a sort of an odd uh, chamber of my mind there that I knew that it was Stereophonics players. Your I,
0: Hannibal Lecter mind palace. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. <laughs> There's just this little boxes everywhere and I just found Stereophonics out there. Well, fucking well done. but like great. I'm happy with that now.
0: I, I, I mentioned him because, of course, he played for Man United, we know this. Fierce rivals with Man City. And who, who do Man City love and, and who loves Man City? It's Oasis, everybody. The... Some cold water has been poured on the latest Oasis reunion rumours. Have you been paying attention to this ongoing news story? No. Why, why do people bother anymore? Why would
1: you they're waste not, your time? They're yeah. They're just not. Like, if, if it's
0: going to happen, it'll be announced and they'll do
1: it and it will be, like, lots of money for them. But, like, why do we have to go through, you know, the, the repeated PR? And it's the same old shite every single time that Noel Gallagher goes on a PR run. It's like he'll talk about Brexit being great and he'll say, wokeness needs to die and you will just say awful crap. And it's just like, this is great. That's front page of my magazine. And it's like, the album will be muck as well. Yeah, Well <laughs> you're right all... correct.
0: He is currently promoting his album. like That's why he's What's in it. What's the... it called? Oh, Cancel Skies, I that's think. That's good, yeah. No, Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Everyone fa- everyone's favourite fucking act. Uh, so Liam Gallagher, has. Re- is he the better of the two Gallagher? He is for me. For me, for me, he's he's top level. Do you remember when well, I liked I liked Liam Gallagher? Yeah. Do you remember when I, I think it was Joe Cole? Remember when Joe Cole was on like a punditry panel and he went like, "For me, not for me."
1: <laughs> for me, Liam Gallagher, he is
0: the. You know, well, Liam Gallagher is, level. has responded to recent comments made by brother Noel, uh, accusing him of being <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother Noel <laughs> too much of a character. Like Beatles character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Noel was speaking to Talk Sport Radio this week. Great. Yeah, and. He said, that Liam won't call, he should call me, because he's forever gone on a bit of reunion. He'd have thought by now, he'd have some kind of plan. Uh, he doesn't have to speak to a me. master plan. He, w- hey, he won't speak to me, he's a coward. So he should get some of his people, his agent, to call my people and say, look, this is what we're thinking, we'll have a conversation. Until then, he's being disingenuous. Says he's getting people's hopes up, etc. And then Liam Gallagher hit a series of tweets, said this isn't true, and Noel, quote, hates Oasis fans. Which could very well be true.
1: I hope he does because uh, it, w- it might might finally break that that lingering sort of oh will they get back to the other thing? I want I want Oasis fans to dislike Noel Gallagher. So here's the My mission in
0: life. Here's the quote. Here's the tweet from Liam Gallagher. Uh, this is a, this is a full quote. I don't wish AIDS on people. I turn up and play the music for the yeah. people of Manchester who have just had a terror attack while you sit on your dinghy sipping champagne. And you got the audacity to call me a coward. He's full of shit, he hates Oasis fans, doesn't mind them buying his records. Now, the AIDS comment refers to, back in the day, yes. Noel Gallagher wished that on Blur at the peak of their rivalry in the mid-90s and then, of course, later apologised, said he was out of his mind on drugs, regrets saying it. Him and Damon Albarn are friends these days. But yeah, it's just a back and forth circular thing. Even like Damon Albarn was like, it's definitely going to happen. The reunion of all reunions. And, you know, today I think uh, Noel Gallagher did another interview. We came after Marty Healy. Of nine seventy
2: five, he just doesn't like who anyone. Who does these does he? interviews?
1: Like, but who does these interviews? They just keep on this. Like, let's throw names, or maybe he puts he offers them in, uh, himself. It's just sad. Like, why does he have to just keep on doing it? He, he had to go with Harry Styles as well, I think, recently as well. It's just the most lame thing in the world. It is so sad to see a man in his deep in his fifties just railing against a small little angry uh, man. Yeah. But he's been around <laughs> to quote for
0: a long time. Do you not think that there's something to him being the Roy Keane of music? No. It's not? not.
1: Roy Keane is charming.
0: <laughs> I agree. <Yeah. laughs> I'm, t- I'm trying to rally you up here.
1: Roy Keane at least, you know, does things with guide dogs and stuff like that.
0: Richard pointed at me like he was aiming Dunphy defending Roy <laughs> Keane back in the day. This, this is a family man. This
1: no guy is a mother of you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a creep. <laughs> uh, you can't be saying that now. <laughs> uh, no, he is, yeah. Uh, no, I just don't like him. Uh, Erling Holland joked that he could perhaps play Peacemaker between the two brothers. Way content, 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 you know, that's how it all works. That's all very sad. Um, can we talk about Taylor Swift? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, never off this podcast, so she isn't non stop we talked about her last week of course with Vanilla Jones lots of interesting stuff there but the mania of the Taylor Swift mania is kind of really coming to the fore at the moment this week uh, she's on her tour at the moment uh, and one Massachusetts fan had an idea to earn some of their money back for these exorbitant ticket prices for the era's tour a Facebook marketplace posting appears to have been advertised uh, with small containers filled with the rainwater that pummeled Swift's show at the Gillette
2: Stadium are you having a
1: laugh oh yeah, it's brilliant
0: for the, for the low low price of $250 a pop
1: oh yeah it's not brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Like um, if you're selling those for like ten quid a, a go, I think that I think there's there's a market there for that amongst fairly like you know,
0: but there's probably like the people fans. who will like
1: silly people, right? yeah, silly people. Let's be honest, but like each to their own. If they want to buy that Taylor Swift, you know, Boston Rainwater, um, sounds like a Nashville great name song. for a band. Yeah. Boston, Boston Rainwater's Rainwater new Rainwater. album from the National. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I like. I don't know how you could justify charging two hundred fifty for that did anybody buy them
0: did they say they haven't tracked down people but, know, know, but Swifties are a very impressionable bunch in, in some regards I mean of course there was even like another how do you prove that it's rainwater from the you can't the this is like you know I've got the air from the World, Relic. World War 2 in a jar somewhere it's like how do you possibly you know how do you verify these things in this crazy world that we live? I've been dating this year. So, like, you know, I don't want to tire all Swifties with, with the same brush because, of course, there there are many good people out there yeah. in the Swift Wars. You know, I fought alongside your father in the Swift Wars.
1: <laughs> Sorry, cool. We've. we've is, she, is, she, is she is this an
0: American tour at the moment? Then, yeah. yeah, yeah okay,
1: yeah, fine. Yeah. I was about to say that that's quite quite a competition for Beyonce if if she was on the European circuit at the same time.
0: No, no, no. She's uh, she's doing the the homeland at the moment, I believe. Um, but she now like there was, Heartland, uh. there was another thing this week where it was like uh, you asked, we listened. Here is another deluxe edition of her album, and I'm like, this is like <laughs> Malibu Stacy's got a new hat. You know, it's just like.
1: Rainwater is such like it doesn't have anything to do with the location or the unless it was like so it must be so it was raining during the concert then yeah yeah
0: lashing down right
1: maybe that maybe if that was such an evocative thing because that can sometimes be you know I don't know if you're ever at like a a gig where it was lashing rain my first ever gig but like was it like you know made it cooler or more special oh yeah my first ever gig gig yeah like would you be uh, interested then if somebody offered you for a very important gig in your life, and they were like, "Do you remember all that rain?" and it was so cool. Was like, Here's a glass of that rain no. for a tenner. <laughs> no,
0: <Fair laughs> what what I'm I gonna do drink I'm it just, I'm trying to devil that. i like knock it back and like dive. No, you'd leave it on the shelf. Say, that's that's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> leave rain. it on the shelf. <laughs> that's this me. Rain. Black water. Like over time, that begins I don't think to. What it it's st- it stagnate? It's very pure if it's rainwater, isn't it? But we can never know. Yeah, we'll never know. My first gig was Bon Jovi, and it was lashing down. It was a hot summer night. Make the obvious joke. It's my
1: life. Was blaring down. That was the album, Dave was
0: shredding. That was the album they were touring. Can you name that album? No. (laughs) Crush. And there was my first really gig, and like uh, there was a moment where it was lashing rain, and he did some bizarre thing where he was like, you know, going kind to of do an acoustic song, and he's like, this song is out to all the angels out there, nice. and then there was a bolt of lightning. Oh, wow. Crowd went fucking ape shit, and he's like, you sure got some powerful friends out here in Dublin. Everyone goes mental. I was like, wow, this is uh, gigs must be like all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all gigs have this
0: power. <laughs> Turns out they're not. Um, can we talk about the Twitter thread I saw today because it's the most insane thing I've ever what seen. What was this? So there's a Twitter thread doing the rounds it now has 7.1 million views uh, and over 4,000 quote tweets one of which was mine in which I was like this is absolute lunacy Um, just some lady in the states I don't know who she is she's not like a, a famous person She's, she's an, the
1: main character for today.
0: She, yeah, she's the main character for today, and very much by her own volition. Um, she apparently works for some platform which is about building a church or something. Um, so the point is, right? I'm, I'm just going to read this thread because mm. I, I feel like it needs to be discussed, and you know, much like Fanula Jones reading the Halsey, Maddie Matt, Healy, oh, Tumblr God, stuff again. on the show on her on her on her uh, bandwagon show recently. You know, like, I think some things just need to be addressed. So I'm going to read this thread. You may not have seen it. You can react accordingly. Live, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, who knows? Like, your take might be more wholesome than mine, but we'll get there. So this woman, her name is Holly. She said, Before I leave for NYC, here is my thread on seeing Taylor this weekend while she is dating a racist, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic, overall problematic white man. While I don't necessarily, quote unquote, owe anyone this thread, it is important to me to take my public leadership seriously. Strange?
1: Public leadership is...
2: Of what? Of what?
0: Not a public figure. Um, I spent the last two weeks trying to listen to as many marginalised fans of Taylor as I can, trying to follow their lead on how we can or can't separate the person from the art. I don't have easy answers and don't know what I will do past this weekend. Some marginalised fans are choosing to keep engaging with Taylor's music at some level and some aren't. I'm trying to figure out my place with my privilege. It is not news to me that Taylor is not a bastion of intersectionality. I would not call her a role model for my littles. Don't know what that means. Really? Taylor's financial situation alone is enough reason for me to stand on the opposite side of her ethically. I want our government to Why? tax the shit out of her. Oh, cool. Her <laughs> earnings. <laughs> and we'll continue to vote to make that happen. Billionaires should not exist. She's not a billionaire, is she? I don't know, but she's probably not a million miles off. Not a million miles, to i say. Know. Let me know, Swifties. Uh, I have wrestled with attending her concert this weekend and know that her shitty, harmful decision to date this man will impact my experience in ways that I wish it wouldn't. I also know the bulk of white women that will be there have not thought critically about being there. I often wish that public figures would simply talk about the private wrestling they are doing with complicated things, even in broad terms like I am doing here. This is me acknowledging the reality that is happening and saying to you, I'm not just ignoring it. Taylor is doing something wrong and harmful. She doesn't hold responsibility for men's actions. She does hold responsibility for her own. My biggest commitment is to keep following the lead of marginalized fans in the situation. Following that lead, I'm choosing to go this weekend.
1: Oh, wow. That was the the U-turn I did not see happening. Like could have, said, could
0: have said that in two sentences. I will, <laughs> that's so incredible. I will attend the popcorn. I would have
1: respected it a lot more if she just didn't go. Yeah, exactly. that's where you think it's going, right? That's, I 100 thought it was going. For, for, that that is a real bait and switch, right there. Thread
0: continues. I know. Oh, no, no oh, way. I know that I have to continue to interrogate if I'm just looking for marginalized fans saying it is quote unquote okay to keep being a fan because that is what I want to hear and not listen to everyone. I know that the end result may be disengaging with Taylor's music for a time mm. or forever. I don't know if I'm making the quote-unquote right decision, but I know I'm trying. I know that celebrity continues to be problematic for me. How long is this tweet? It's quite long. It's, right. it's a thread. I'm nearly there. has
1: got Twitter blue, she could have put it all in one.
0: Right? <laughs> I'm nearly there. <laughs> well, I think I'm nearly there. Uh, overall, especially around money, but I also know that Lizzo and Kelsey Ballerini, a white woman in country music, are doing what I wish Taylor was. Also, yes, Taylor has a responsibility to speak up about things. If I write this essay Agreed. with 8,000 something followers, she's well over 9,000 now, by the way, she's been picked up. Uh, she needs to be outspoken about the myriad of violence happening across our country. <laughs> brackets. I know there are security things to factor in. Close brackets. This is about Taylor Swift. I also want to acknowledge (laughs) that, this is great, I also want to acknowledge that through a set of circumstances I could never have expected, the tickets I have are very nice tickets.
1: Why is she talking about this?
0: (laughs) When does it end? Uh, I've got a bit I'm just
2: here in a self, self the ground. Edit, self I've, edit. I've got yeah. four
0: more tweets to go. And so it's important <laughs> for me to acknowledge I have a ticket, a lot of you pay my salary, and I have a ticket through a very unexpected path that was affordable for me. This
1: is oversharing.
0: Again, I don't necessarily think I quote owe you that information. There you go. But if will give me freedom, I need to fully enjoy this gift to let you know that I continue to believe a budget is a moral document both at Rise, the platform she works for, and for me personally. And I'm holding the tension of the ticket I have what a sentence beautiful we held the tension of the tickets for fucking Pusha T until he took that away from us (laughs)
1: that was real tension six months (laughs) like
0: (sighs) oh I'm not finished oh no <laughs> uh, just uh, not say that people who bought full price more expensive has made a morally wrong choice just yes. say I know talk a lot about money publicly I always want to, I always want to hold expensive things with tension and thought I'm planning to try and post with freedom now this weekend I've had a truly horrific five months and I want to remember joy I'm going to my favourite city with one of my favourite people to sing music that gives me many good things I've kept comments closed here because in this, I'm not looking for feedback or affirmation. I'm not going to dialogue with fifties who don't appreciate my criticism here, and I'm not looking to be lauded as a wonderful person for really doing the bare minimum. Richard Chambers, your thoughts?
1: Lots of process. Um, fair play to this person for making a decision that sits right with them. Uh, I don't know why she needed to bring everybody else along on that, and then just to say they're going to the gig. I don't need to justify it uh, I'm presuming she's talking about the whole Maddie Healy situation is
0: it? That's how it started and then it just became something else entirely but yeah the Maddie Healy thing as you can see has broken the brains of a lot of Swifties where do you stand on the man and the whole union that may or may not even be a thing?
1: Don't like the man Dave <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't care he's for gone, him He's gone down in my estimation I don't, I don't care for the man
1: Don't care for the man Don't care for his music Oh, they, oh they've got some great songs They have a couple of good songs uh, Love it if
0: we love it if we made us it, Dave. It's a banger, yeah. Uh,
1: but I don't really care for him. I think he is uh, a bit of a prick. But uh, <laughs> i if I should have said that. That's but fine. It,
0: well, what's going to happen? Like he's going to come get you.
1: The Maddie Healy people will come for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Helians will come for yeah. me. Um, yeah, Jones, don't we'll like ever him. talk to you again. Don't like him. Don't like him. Don't like people who love him. Um, like people who are obsessed with them don't like them but
0: this is what this is all about the parasocial relationship that people have yeah that's they,
1: the point actually yeah. with Taylor
0: Swift I mean like that right. I'm sorry like I, I, and I say this I'm trying to couch this with a, obviously I'm being wry but you know as I tend to be
1: but listen very droll Dave Yeah, that's
0: who I am <laughs> um, I'm the Gore Vidal of podcasting <laughs> look I've been in and out of fucking therapy since I was a teenager yeah. okay I go to therapy at the moment I encourage everyone to go everyone should have access to it it's a great thing it can help you out in life and mm-hmm. hopefully it will I'm, and I say this with, with all that love that, I'm sorry. This person needs to fucking sit down with a therapist and work something but out I, I don't because even, what's I don't, going on here. But I
1: don't even know if, if if that is some of that can be just because they think that this is the right thing or this is what is expected of people um, when they make choices now based on who they are publicly fans of, um, that they feel that those choices will be reflected on them if they're like there's a political decision that any of these people make or there's something which you know in their personal lives which people won't like. It's very tough out there to be just a fan of things anymore, um, like it is that that stand culture thing is kind of mad now at the moment. Like, I mean, you're even talking about the rainwater and stuff like that. Like, you don't have to, if you like, if I like the music of, I don't know, um, I'm seeing the album The Wall Out of the Coronas, uh, I don't, I don't have to like justify everything that Danny O'Reilly does in his life. Um, unless he does something completely objectionable, at which point maybe it is time to just sort of like consider, you know, your support from them in a financial sense in buying and promoting their records or their music on Spotify or whatever else. But like, it just, it just feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. I don't feel like anybody should have gone through the ringer that she's gone through there to post all 40-something of those tweets.
0: Yeah, I just, I just saw it this morning and I was like... Oh, I feel sorry for her. I hope she's okay. I'm sure she's fine. It yeah. sounds like she's, you know, rational. Looking forward
2: to a good gig... <laughs>
0: but that's that's the best part that's all I got from it
2: <laughs> I'm going to see Taylor Swift that, like, that's all I got from that
1: I, thing. I, I feel, TLDR
2: yeah. going to the gig yeah. TLDR got good, got good
1: tickets yeah. great tickets TLDR <laughs> hope see you
0: there folks hope she plays Cardigan yeah like, it's just like what the fuck I mean like I, yeah. I, it's that kind of weird thing of like I feel like I must and again look it's social media age I have a fucking podcast we put ourselves out there for attention or to have conversations that's fine I'm not saying don't do that I'm not even saying don't. Have attachments to I've got fucking tattoos based on I think she should have just written things things this in a, in a, in a, a personal created. journal or something I think yeah. but
1: like, even the, the thing of like saying oh, I've, I haven't left the comments open to do this she's opened herself up and I don't like to put blame on people for this but like obviously she's been widely mocked now at this point
0: it took off yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: there was no need for herself to put to, like she's having an internal discussion yeah, about these things yeah completely self- self-directed yeah, it's unfortunate that I have but to say it's, she's addressing a political scandal this is like just go to the gig speech at the democratic national convention there <laughs> by this this,
0: this, this, this one. it's Taylor Swift like it's fine to just go to enjoy the music and again you're condemning Taylor Swift for her romantic life it's like isn't that what we're not supposed to do isn't that I would like say,
1: the, yeah, I think that's a bit that was a bit wrong there. Yeah. Isn't that the anti Swift? I don't thing? like I don't like anything to do with Maddie Healy, but I not I can't. I can't, can't. Can't judge Taylor Swift for
0: one of the comments I saw on the one of the coaches. They were like, it would be hilarious if it turns out that they're not dating at
1: all. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's again. I have no idea, and I have no clue, and I don't. I, I don't wish to know what's happening there. Anything I will learn about their relationship will be against my will.
0: Sure, I'll tell you. Yeah, can I'll keep you informed. There'll
1: be a push notification, I'm sure.
0: But yeah, it's just it's it's the conversation we always get back to, where it's like I just find that you know like the level of attachment some people have can just be genuinely like you know frightening at some on, on some scale. Yeah,
1: I, I think yeah, I think that's um that's not a lot of that is just an unfortunate byproduct of social media and it is the way that you know fans fans will always flock together and have done for since before social media, but it just becomes this thing where like you're almost encouraged to be more and more of a fan and your fandom is challenged depending on how much you love this person and everything about them. I just feel like that's probably not the healthiest way of just enjoying what they put out in the world and you can like them as people as well but it's just,
0: just And then it spills over into that chill. thing that you kind of mentioned where it's like if they do something wrong well then by consequence so have you and it's like well, that's not the case I mean like we have a weird relationship with the whole thing but someone who has a weird relationship with um, I guess his own kind of sense of self maybe a very natural one is Ed Sheeran uh, he put out an album recently. Gear a, mag himself. <laughs> <laughs> there's a documentary about him. Did you watch it? No, of course I didn't. I watched it. Did I, I? I had to review it. For of the, course, yeah. For, was it Was good? For the radio. Yeah, it was surprisingly good. Wow. Four part. Endearing? Docu- it is very endearing. And it's like... I like the guy. They had time and access to him, which goes a long way. He comes across quite nice. But he said he will not watch the documentary uh, because it would make him uncomfortable. Ah, he, he said, won't make, He won't watch the documentary he made himself well it was made about him
1: right I'm like, sure he knows what's in it then yeah but like you need to watch it
0: they are on tour with him for quite some time Maybe, why would you watch
1: it would you he'd be criticized if you did watch it I suppose yeah I mean a lot of actors self-indulgent a lot of actors don't, don't
0: watch themselves Like musicians I mean I don't yeah. know do you sit down and watch your bulletins every day Like, you know?
1: um, from a self sort of critical point of view yeah just to learn and see what would they have done differently there like Gary Neville I was, I was about to, to like, say uh,
0: you're like, like, like uh, could I have scored that goal <laughs>
1: should, should I should I have you just taken out of my hand there
0: I should have passed you yeah. know um, but he said it's uh, come to me to watch have Marie sat down and binged it I hope other people find it more entertaining than I do uh, you know, I didn't really realize they're making a documentary on grief and mental health. I thought we were oh. making a documentary on my album. Because it is about that. Like, that's I mean, interesting. Then. His best friend passes away. His wife gets diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, that's why, like, genuinely I was like, this is actually quite well done. And yeah, I, t- cool. I-, I took some stuff from it. Like, you know, I came away from being like, PR exercise or not. Good on you, mate. You seem like a nice fella.
1: And then you revisited all of his music and you changed all of your opinions about
0: it. Yeah, it's true. I'm 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 getting um all of his artwork tattooed on my back tomorrow.
1: Now 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 your bed sheets smell like <laughs> whatever. That's the that lyric in that song. What
2: song is that from? Shape of you. Shape of you, yeah. Yeah. Most but, is it
0: still the most streamed song of all time? It's up there. It's up there.
2: Bad song. Ed. Isn't that a, Sorry, Ed. Bad Bunny, I think, is probably one of the,
1: yes. like he's got the high
2: streaming ones, right?
1: We adore Bad Bunny in this, this on is this a
2: podcast. The streamed artist in the world. This is a pro
0: Bad Bunny podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Did I tell you that a friend of mine was uh, DJing in Wheelands recently and someone came up and asked him to plant some Bad Bunny? And Amazing. He, and he said, I don't have any, and they called him a racist. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love the energy there. I do <laughs> love that energy. <laughs> but also,
0: Swellins—they're so gonna play the killers. Like it's like they're gonna play reggaeton Jealousy.
1: Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I think that's amazing. I love everything about that story. It was pretty great. Both both parties played their their hands extremely well.
0: I got a one a.m. text, and I was like, "You're not racist. You just don't know who Bad Bunny is." Like that doesn't make you racist. I wouldn't
2: expect <laughs> most people in Ireland to know who Bad Bunny. This is. is the
0: thing. Like I mean, like he's gigantic all over the world, but it yeah. hasn't really. I'm sure people do, but not everyone. I, mean, I, 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 know, know,
2: the, I know the name personally, but like I I, I wouldn't know a single one of I listened
1: to a couple of them over there. at like Chambea of that's course, that's awesome. Virally went mad there for the, he had. He of course was wrestling in a WWE event yes. in his native Puerto Rico. Yeah, uh, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was great. Great
0: tune. The atmosphere, oh,
1: assy man. banger. I, and I was, it was like there. this. I was like, I was. I, there's nothing better than seeing a crowd absolutely lap up an artist, and I'm just like, whoa, this is cool. It this is so loud. such was so a passion for this. I was, like, I was like, I need to listen to more of this guy's stuff. Uh, so I listened to a couple more of his songs. some was really great. Yeah.
0: Good uh, on him. Finally, um, this is a week old, but I missed it last week. And I figure, like, you know, it's a good one for you here, because, you know, it's a man with whom you've shared many a tete-a-tete. And, and many
1: more to come, I would say.
0: <laughs> Donald Trump has been hit <laughs> with a surely inevitable cease and desist. Yes. Um, so, the village people have sent him a legal writ, basically. I can't believe it's taken him this long. Neither can I. This is why I'm like, hasn't this happened before?
1: This, man, this man's signature song is YMCA. And Macho Man. And Macho Man, which is... What, I mean it is probably going to be a, 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 a you know something I'll take to my grave is watching people in Pennsylvania dancing to Macho Man waiting for Donald Trump
0: <laughs> for work everybody just so you know no.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that part was work that where, part was pure pleasure where yeah. were you on
0: January the
1: 6th <laughs> yeah yeah oh god um, remember that night
0: it was just the most insane. Was, thing. Yeah, 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 that was a wild one. I we think, were at home and yeah, in house. I our, think I was finishing a podcast. In house and um, I came I, I came downstairs and you were like, "Look what's happening! Look what's happening!"
1: <laughs> it's like, "Oh wow, proper White House is down sort of situation."
0: I will say, actually, one, one of the memories of of living together, uh, I loved watching the fucking election. That was the, that was great. So much fun. That was such a great time. Oh my god! Such mad content. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like the, the, there was a great um, tweet which I actually used again there the other night. Um, and it was by Darren Ravel. he's like a sports business reporter, he's huge online for ESPN. And it was on the night that Trump was elected and, he, and he's like, I feel terrible for our country, but this is, or no, I feel bad for our country, but this is terrific content. <laughs> I like, think is one of the most ridiculous things anybody's ever said. Uh, but I sent it last night when I was listening to the Ron DeSantis Um Twitter Spaces explosion. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just like, that's, that's, it was all just great content.
0: Yeah. So yeah, like we were living together during the, the 2020 election. Uh, 2016, though, uh, I remember I was working briefly at Image Magazine of yeah. all places. And I remember that the morning that like Trump had won. I remember genuinely at one stage getting out of my desk and going to the bathroom and like throwing cold water in my face and looking in the in the mirror like I was in quantum leap. And I genuinely was like, I just had the moment of my, my, the sentence in my head going, Donald Trump is the president of the United States of yeah. America. And I was like, what the fuck? Where were you at the time? Uh, I, I, we
1: actually did a live show on News Talk Radio, uh, which was very much, it, it felt very it felt very like this actually. We were just very, a sort of a group of friends who we were allowed to put together a live radio show reacting to the US elections. And all the way through, it looked like Hillary was going to win. Uh, and she was well up, and we just did mad stuff on the show, like Noel Rock, a uh, former TD who used to uh, be an intern for Hillary Clinton. We played him on with the Rock Steve stuff. It's like we have our next guest on the line. If you smell <laughs> what the rock is cooking, <laughs> fade down the music. No rock. <laughs> <laughs> One of the weirdest things ever done. It was like we have to go for mad energy. It yeah, was yeah. it was a point of difference, is what it was. But it was crazy. And I remember once we finished the show, it started to become apparent that he was actually going to to win this. So we were there in the, in the wee hours of the morning in in News Talk and Marconi House watching this. It was like whoa. Yeah. yeah. It was very like okay. This feels like a seminal moment for the world. and Not it, a good one. It absolutely was. It was a mad moment. And and uh, I think it turned absolutely everything in the Western world on its axis. So yeah,
0: it was a pretty big moment. Yeah. And then we were watching the 2021 in, in, in the Plague House pandemic times. And do you remember like this, all, like every time CNN went to an ad break? And yeah. it was like, coming up
1: on the next business, travel
0: ad.
1: <laughs> the, the future of mice with uh, Richard Quest. And like they had all these mad travel <laughs> ads. It was a great time. I remember we were getting in good pizza, base pizza at the time, like, and just watching CNN for hours and hours and hours and then It was amazing. That like, was real like, peak. That was, think, that was a good time.
0: Because like, I, 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 you were, like, obviously, like, tweeting about it and doing stuff with it, but, like, I, I don't think you left the couch for, like, two days or something. It really <laughs> was a real
1: hermit situation, to be honest,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I remember us watching it when, again, watching live television, yeah. a live broadcast, and somebody was saying something, and then your man rocked up, and it was that guy. Oh, I got Biden Crow family. <laughs> Biden Crow family stealing the election. <laughs> The Biden crowd. and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?"
1: This was such a wild thing to happen.
0: It was liable to happen. Like every channel, like time you turn on a, a, a thing, you would just use you couldn't crazy. Act, It was
1: one of those. It was one of. The, it's such a cliche sort of talking head in a review of the nineties thing. You couldn't look away. Uh, that's <laughs> that's really what it was. Like you know, you just
0: couldn't turn off for fear of missing something wild happening. But the village people have finally, finally sent a legal letter, being like, "Stop using our music." And they said, "I think like so." There was a video of village people lookalikes performing Macho Man at Mar a Lago. Yes. Went viral.
1: Is this what the draw straw was for them? Because yes, their image was. It is.
0: So, Karen Willis, who is the band's manager and the wife of the lead singer, uh, sent the cease and desist saying, Since that thing went viral, we've been inundated with social media posts about the imitation performance, which many fans and the general public as well mistakenly believed to be us, the actual village people.
1: Yes, that would make sense.
0: Um, therefore, the performance has and continues to cause public confusion as to why those people would even engage in such a performance. We did not. My husband has tolerated your, has tolerated your client's use of his, of his music. We cannot allow such use by him to cause public confusion as to endorsement. So there you go. So it's 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 they're actually fine with it up until a point. Mm. So Trump's lawyer, <laughs> Joe Tacopina. He,
1: funnily enough, is also formerly the president of SPAL football club in in Italy. You're joking. Yeah. What? Syria B team, SPAL, formerly of Syria. How does that even happen? I huh? don't know. It's mad. It's really...
0: He, uh, sent Best a quote. To ask questions. he sent a quote to TMZ and said, I will only deal with the attorney of the village people if they have one, not the wife of one of the members. And the members of the band should be thankful that President Trump allowed them to get their name back in the press. I haven't heard their name in decades. Glad to hear they're still around.
1: I, I, he has a point. <laughs> he does have a point. Like the amount of times I've streamed Macho Man as a result of the Trump rally. <laughs> Mad sentence to say. It's got to be in the tens, right? It's got it's dozens, dozens <laughs> of times. It's such a tune. Uh, so I'm sure that is the same for many, 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 many fans and people who just watch the news and hear it. And they're like, you know what? I want to hear that song. So maybe okay. they just don't want to be. Well, I can understand that they want to be politically aligned with the, with the man, but. I wonder if their lawyer is like a ca- ca- cartoonish version of a lawyer, much like, like you know, the village people has like a cartoonish version of a cop and like a builder yeah, and stuff. That would work.
0: That would definitely, definitely work. Uh, we'll, skip, so. we'll skip the AI music story because it's a boring subject, shall we?
1: I'm tired of AI. I hate it. It sucks. We're um, turning off the machine.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: But we're going to turn on our restorative brains. Here we go. For this top five that we have. We're going to soothe Adam's hangover and we're going to give people... I need this so
2: bad. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm at about 70%. That's pretty, That's pretty good. good. Yeah, that's thirty percent is a it's, of the big chunk. It's, it's, it's liable to go right yeah. back down at a, at a moment's notice.
0: I've got some um, top five intro music to set the mood. Oh, so like, I'm I'm sure you didn't pick this one, but um, or maybe you imagine did. I
1: did. Be very I funny. think it
0: would be kind of bizarre if you did. So we're so we're gonna get in the mood for like you know kind of you know early morning rises and kind of you know get the brain in gear. So Adam, if you could set the tone, please. You know, get the get the get those it's breakfast radio. It really is, isn't yeah. it? Or like a football thing or something. Can you name the band? They're named after Boo Radleys. It's the Boo Radleys. I am on fire today. Wake up! It's a beautiful morning. Ooh, um, a studio with me. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of um, lots of uh, things in the studio that can that can that can yeah. jump out at you. So. But uh, what jumped out of you for this top five? So again, we're going with like restorative music or, you know, what was the thing? Morning Kickstarters?
2: Morning, morning Kickst- Kickstarters, yeah. I think is like, that sums it up, right? That's an
0: American football team.
2: It does. Morning Star Kickstarters. The San Diego
0: uh, Morning Kickstarters. Yeah, or something. it's good. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, so this was your choice.
1: So, yeah, I think it was, again, It's it sort of spur- it was spawned from the hangover idea and I just wanted to broaden it out. The sort of songs that give you a bit of a lift at the start of the day many reasons, or it's just comfortable to listen to at the start of the day, that isn't too, you know, hammering on the ears or a bit grindy on the ears. But that can, you know, if you're into that at the, at the uh, in the morning time and it gives you a bit of a boost, that, that also would apply. This is an open and broad church is what this is, Dave, you know?
0: Okay. Uh, who goes first? I'll go first then, okay? Okay. No, if first. you recall, the format here is, I don't know what you've picked, so don't give it away. Give us a little teaser and then Adam will will, will, will let us know what it is.
1: Well, um, I am a big fan. For more, most of my morning routine, in terms of listening to music, will involve some form of sort of lighter '90s hip hop. So I picked a song which I think is just by a band who is very, very, or a group, I should say, which I listen to a lot in the mornings. And this is just like a, a perfect encapsulation of what I look for.
2: Linden Boulevard, represent, represent, Zen. Tribe Called Quest, represent, represent. Zen. When the mic is in my hand, I'm never hesitant. My favorite jam back in the day was Eric B. for president. Groove boy composer, step to me, you're over. Brothers wanna flex, you're not Mad Cobra. MC Shorty Black, there ain't no life
1: dog. The Tribe Called Quest, first song off the acclaimed Midnight Marauders album. Love it. Love a bit of uh, trumpets yes. and a what bit song of brass. song The song is uh, Steve Biko. Uh stir it up. Alright. Uh used in a lot of films and TV shows, but brass, a bit of trumpet, um, the positivity and the uplift of the lyrics, uh, and just even the simple refrain of, you know, represent, represent. It's just great stuff. It's very easy
0: listening for the morning. So this is something that you will throw on, because we we were saying like that the first motif, it was just it was just that kind of brass thing over and over again. And I'd be like, This man is losing his fucking <laughs> this mind.
1: crazy brass band. <laughs> the parks with the <laughs>
0: Um. So, like, like, but do you have like, do you have like a? I I will throw this on straight away. Like, like, like a, a dedication to there are certain songs I must listen to to get
2: like like. That's you, a
1: very kitchen song. I'd say now okay. if I was like putting on, it does
2: feel like a bit of a like a leisurely breakfast. Yeah, kind
1: of, it's a good breakfast song. Yeah, putting the coffee on or whatever, and you're just getting shit ready for the day. You're getting your notes together, and you're just like, this is. I just need a vibe. It's I can great. see the montage. Yeah, it's very montagey. actually, yeah. it is, yeah. See,
0: I can see you more like driving into Ballymount with this, you know, kind of... No, it wouldn't be
2: driving.
1: And
0: they're, and they're like,
1: morning, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tip my cap to them. This driver's hat that I'm wearing for no
0: reason.
1: Yeah, it's great. I love Five Dog and Q-Tipper. Their voices are perfect for this as well. They're both very good, very bassy, but um, also just very easy rap voices to listen to. Okay. So, absolutely great stuff anything Tribe Called Quest is very good for morning. could have gone Can I Kick It but it's just too obvious and I'm just sick of Spotify pushing that song on me
0: and it's always on Second Captains as well oh uh, yeah you know which is you know kind of part of their signature stuff so
2: that. it's iconic That's featured in the Top 5 before I think
0: Can I Kick It yes I have to have. Yeah, hard to avoid that song. Well, I feel like a, surely a Tribe Called Quest featured before it would be... 100 It would be yeah, a, yeah. a dereliction of duty.
1: I think I mentioned them maybe. You the must one. have.
0: I feel like, like I, I feel like you're kind of, you know, associated with them at this stage. I
1: think they're, yeah, they're, I think I have. Been, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe nobody you could else be like, trumpets them.
0: You could be in like the, the Wu-Tang B squad version if they had one of those. You Me know? and Ali Shaheed Muhammad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so but like in terms of this genre... Yeah, because like, because you know, like, you're you're a big hip hop guy. The classics, yes, nineties hip hop in particular, but like generally, obviously, yeah. When did you first like? Because I, like, like, I want to kind of quiz you a bit on this. Because like, one Quizzed. top five that we didn't we Rumped. didn't well, we had lots of options, and we were we were thinking about maybe like you know teenage CDs we bought or something. So I'm yeah. just curious as to when your love for all things nineties hip hop began.
1: Yeah, I was always a fan of it in a way because I, even when I was a kid, I loved um, Coolio. Uh, so I think a lot of that was just sort of that just matured out of that. Uh, a lot of the first sort of rap I would have been properly into would have been Jay-Z around the time of The Blueprint uh, and then onto The Black Album. Kanye West would have been coming up at that time then as well. His first sort of, um, you know, on-the-mic performances, they all would have been coming up at that time. And it just sort of just stemmed from that. Because I would have been, my first sort of formative music would have been quite indie rock, uh, this almost indie sleaze stuff and that, that sort of real turn of the century, early 2000s, guitar-y lad stuff but then I'm just like wait a second this other thing exists and it's better wow it's far better big statement yeah
2: Um, just on the same topic of like that kind of 90s hip hop stuff I just want to give a a quick nod to an event I was at last night called Ooh. the Cold Summit um, it, it was organised by a group of a group of rappers who kind of would focus mainly in the like lo-fi thing and, nice Um there hasn't really been a platform for them for a couple of years. Yeah. Like there used to be a lot of gigs in the old Bernard Shaw um, that were like kind of run by District magazine. And then that, that I think the pandemic kind of scuppered a lot of plans and events and stuff like that. So, and they kind of took the power back into their own hands. So Genova, uh Luthorist, Civ... Uh, Rebel Phoenix, Nilo, nice. and Cel ah. Mai were all playing in the Big Romance last night, and I think they're looking to do it once a month. So hip hop fans, I hundred
1: percent will go to that. It's great. That. It was
2: really, really good. The venue is so good. The sound loves, system's loves incredible. Um, but it was the right setting and the right amount of people, and everyone was just really into it. And yeah, it just it it was a real kind of. Synergy of, of sound and setting and all the rest of I'm a hundred percent going to the next one of those. There you go. Yeah.
1: There we right. go. It's it's a it's a no encore date. There we are. Oh,
0: I, I, I'm going too, am I?
1: Yeah, you yes, are you're yes, in for this. Now. Right, okay. But like other other, other ones <laughs> which were up for, for no consi- or which were up for consideration for this were like um a lot of MF Doom would have been perfect for this. Yeah. Vomit Spit was the song I listened to on the way in this morning of the same sort of just a nice, easy listen for it. MFD was was perfect for this. Common would be very good as well. Um, Common
0: it, is actually someone I, I I know more as an actor than I I, I don't know his music. Like yeah. which is very,
1: like, very easy listening, listening, very positive message sort of stuff. Mm. Um, Jay Dilla again, of course, would yeah, be excellent village for this. Too, yeah, yeah, would yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just think it's it just for me, I associate it with the mornings.
0: Okay, um, my number five uh, is from the nineties as well. It's a piece of music from a film. Oh wow. and uh, you're definitely going to say that Dave. There's no way that you listen to this first thing in the morning. But I often do. It gets me going, especially if I'm, you know, got to be somewhere. I got to power walk around the place, and uh, you'll know it when you hear it, Richard. of yourself (laughs) it's true I am I am that is Force Marker by Brian Eno love Brian which is used of course in what motion picture He's baby. It sure is.
1: Uh, uh, great. It's perfect. It's a good choice. I like it. it
0: uh, it's awesome. It's, it's used, of course, during the infamous high sequence, and uh, boy, is it fun and powerful. And what's really annoying is it's not on the streaming platforms, so you have to like I have to like look it up on YouTube. And there was actually I remember this very vividly. There was one day in particular where I walked the length because we lived near the Phoenix Park and we were living together. Yeah. And I I had to go into town one day, and I walked from the house all the way through the Phoenix Park. Uh, into town listening to this on repeat but I had to hold my phone by my side no. and have the YouTube of it on and like keep hitting like re- so replay funny. on it but again I fucking it was like you know I felt like I was going to commit a heist you know yeah. like, like that was very much and like, one of the YouTube comments and this is someone who's like this is what plays in my head every time I'm cashing a check <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw Heat together a few Recently, months yeah, yeah the
1: IFI what did you think loved it I, I, it, I, it moved it up from on my letterbox to people want to follow me there uh, from a four and a half to a five.
0: How was it not a five to begin with? I don't know. It's just something like
1: that's That is the power. It's the power of cinema.
0: It's also the last film that we watched together in the our lockdown film club or cast film club so before, yeah.
1: before we moved out. Very special film, then. So yeah, I, that is a perfect morning song if you're if you're late.
2: Oh yeah, that's perfect. It's speed, like yeah. like its
0: pace, its power. It sounds like fucking Alan Hansen yeah. now. <laughs> it's
2: pace is power. Desire. Also uh, on the topic of heat. Um, Dave sent me a hangover soothing song today which was the I know what it is uh, (laughs) ambient version of God moving over the face of the waters and let me tell you I was like about five minutes of it I was like yeah this is great and then after that I was like I feel very sad now (laughs) and then after that I was like this is kind of making me a bit nervous now. I was going through all of the emotions up in the car off. on the way. Shout out, to, it uh, great.
0: shout out to the Galaxy Man, Michael Pope, and big Heat fan for sending me that today, actually. And I sent it on to about 17 people. Yeah, I, need,
2: I needed it. So. Yeah,
0: I love this piece of music. It's just so fucking raw and muscular, you know. It's great, and it does get you moving. I, like I, I love that kind of pace to it. And again, when we saw it in the IFI there... Uh, how loud was that shootout sequence? Did you did you cover your ears at one stage? Did I, I see- think
1: I, I recoiled a little bit. I <laughs> like slided back and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, a little bit more It was great. It was great, and the, the, it does have a great. Um, Music in that film is excellent but that is that is that's an inspired choice to be fair.
0: Yeah, I have the I have the score on vinyl. It's fucking awesome. There's some beautiful stuff on there. Obviously, the aforementioned Moby God Moving Over the Face of the Waters to close it out, which is just unbelievable. It's an incredible piece of music and I wish it was more easily accessible, but it is out there and I just yeah, it's and that's like what you heard there. That's the track. It's just a loop yeah. pretty much with occasional, you know, bells and whistles, but uh, You know,
1: magic is what it is.
0: Brian, you know, magic, baby. And that's my number five. What's yeah. your number four?
1: Number four, Um, I was digging around um, to try and finish this list. So I was just trying to say, well, what, what boxes do I need to tick? I think songs that have like, if you're trying to set yourself up for a day or you're trying to get yourself motivated or uh, give yourself just that little bit of a lift, songs that have a little bit of a mantra or a positive message are very impactful in that way. Uh, and this is one of those great songs that does that. Uh, it's one of those songs which I think I don't know anybody who dislikes this song, Uh, and it's by one of the greatest artists of all time. It could even make it happen, Dave. Okay, Bush, cloud busting. Yep, uh, an
0: all timer. It is an all timer. It's about books, right?
1: It's about this um, story um, about this guy, this philosopher, and uh, his dad. And it's a very weird story. And there's a cloud busting machine from which the song takes its name, which is meant to make it rain. And like, like the song references all this stuff directly. Um, I was actually reading a Vice article about this RIP device. Uh, by the way... Uh, you
0: too close to the sun.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it kind of nailed why everyone loves this song. It's sort of the, the hope in it. I mean, there's that we- weird relationship at the centre of the song and the machine and all that sort of stuff. But the strings, the very breathy Kate Bush vocals in it, you know, that I just know that something good is going to happen. I think it was described in that Viser article as like the, the song of the summer of all summers uh, in that it has that sort of, that sort of, that optimism that you need for a summer and that can also apply then to a day then as well I suppose if you do that I think it's, just, it's also just again just an easy listen to roll into a day it's beautiful stuff
0: yeah no she's awesome and of course we you know we are still living in the k Bush revival thanks to Stranger Things oh. as we all know the k Bush effect if you had seen that season, you'd know
2: you'd know all about it. Just don't care about Stranger Things. Great new artist, Kate Bush. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Stranger Things is fine. Like its definition of should have, should have been one season, but uh, they used, of course, Running Up the Hill, as I'm sure you know, because it yeah. was fucking ever. But they used it very well. I it mean, did. To be fair, fair play, and it's an amazing album overall. I was at like one of those like vinyl and wine things that they used to do. Uh, where you listen you know you go to this thing standard Dublin metropolitan (laughs) behaviour it kind of yeah it does feel like like I'm not that much of a lovey I should say is that the right term for it it would be uh... yeah but like I think like Andrea Cleary and Zara Hedman were on this panel and a few others and Mm -hmm. it was just like you know they play like the fucking vinyl in full on an incredible sound system and then journalists and such talk about it yes everyone quaffs wine it's very you know Whatever. Very lovely. I was just there to find a head to get away from there, you know. But <laughs> but you know, hearing that album just like in full for the first time and that kind of stuff. It was weird because it's weird because everyone's just kind of sitting there solemnly, you know. That
1: is, yeah. You I don't know how to act to that. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's weird. Like you just have to kind of be. You can't about. talk really. Yeah, and then you're kind of hyper aware of that, and you're like, oh shit, what if I start laughing or something? But no, I, I think you know it, it wasn't too much of an ask though nope. when you're listening to this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I mean, Kate Bush is like one of those ones where I think I saw Wuthering Heights as a kid and got scared of it or something.
1: Yeah, I would, have, I would have been put off for her back when I was younger, just by virtue of the fact that I would have thought she was just some sort of crazy lady. Yeah, some banshee
0: <laughs> or something. And I was yeah, like, yeah.
1: oh, she's a little bit scary in some ways. But then, you know, as you mature, you, you learn to, 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 to sort of, you know, open the box that you haven't done before. It's great. Yeah, wonderful she's,
0: she's in that weird bracket though like, uh, like same with Tina Turner where it's like you know there are very few artists out there are very few people ever that you can say are universally loved now of course I'm sure there are some detractors and some haters out there but generally generally speaking I think anybody would
1: appreciate Kate Bush at least like you know yeah. I can't think of anybody who's like ah oh, fucking Kate Bush <laughs> <laughs> mosh our music <laughs> uh, is this running music for you would this uh, be like, It would be slow running. A, a light jog. That would that would fit in there a somewhere. Cool down phase. Yeah, or just even just to like, just you. The, see, one of the things I've learned about running as I've tried to get good at running is that everybody starts running too fast at the start of a run. And that's the biggest failing. That's why people can't get good at it because then they're just like, oh, I'm, I'm. I'm busted. I'm done after like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. If you run really slowly at the, at the start, that's the best thing. It just unlocks running for you.
0: So, yeah. You've unlocked running.
1: No, you do, yeah. Because you it's just an you're, achievement. <laughs> you'll be like you'll, you'll you'll just discover that like you can go much further than you thought you could go before, uh, and then you just build from there, and it's brilliant. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, my number four is um, from a film as well, and be uh, like
1: picking film music.
0: It's kind of it's kind of what I do, isn't it? Um, and this is a this is a great song. I can't believe I didn't pick it before. It's nearly made top fives numerous times. The artist has, has featured lots of times. This is a live version. And I swear to God, man, this is like proper, like if I need to just really fucking attack the day, as Gary Neville might say, this is the one. Drums there are so fucking good. Drums
1: that song, that's 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 level ten. Drums.
0: It's incredible. So that's M83, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, French artist, and his band, and featuring the guest vocals of Norwegian vocalist and incredible artist in her own right, Suzanne Sundfor. Yeah. The song is Oblivion. From the motion picture Oblivion from 2013 starring Tom Cruise.
1: Song probably more recognised than the film, I would say.
0: I would hope so. I, I, it's a good one. Like, like, It's a very, very derivative sci-fi film. I think it's good. Like, It's very watchable. It looks pretty cool. It's by your man, Joseph Kaczynski, who would go on to do Top Gun Maverick. Oh. Yeah, same director. Well, a film that I trust you must love. Do it's just so... Like, like, good film. I Great. can't, I can't derail the podcast any further to talk about Top Gun Maverick. I just... <laughs>
2: I can't. It's brilliant. How long have you got? <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah. It's
0: f- fucking phenomenal. Um, Oblivion is less phenomenal but it's got good things in it. You know, it's got a good Andrea Riseborough performance. We all always appreciate that. Cruise sure. is pretty good in it. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's phoning it in. Uh, Olga Kurilenko is there and the score was done by Anthony Gonzalez. Amazing. And it was, you know, coming off the success of Midnight City and that record and like I I was a big M83 fan going into that kind of run and I was very excited for him to be working on this massive Hollywood production, which it turned out didn't fare too well with him. He didn't mm. enjoy the experience whatsoever. Oh, that's interesting. He's talked about it quite candidly. He said that, you know, he got lots of notes from the studio, but that's going to happen on a fucking gigantic Tom yeah, Cruise you're doing prediction. it for a film.
1: The film is going to want things to be right. Yeah and fit into what their vision of it is. And the score
0: is pretty good overall. There's some very good stuff on it, but this is the standout. This is the incredible credits, end credits kind of track and like the big kind of centrepiece. The live version there is, which I'd encourage people to look up online, uh, it was on Jimmy Kimmel like there's like this they they're doing like a side stage thing and it's funny because like Sony is the production company for the uh, for the movie mm. and there's just like Sony 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 Sony, yeah. everywhere but it's such a great performance and like she fucking nails those notes she's such a great singer it's,
1: great. Yeah, it's it really is, good yeah that's very incredibly very good. well
2: performed
0: it's such an awesome song and like i was in like when i was in the gym there a while ago and i was like oh i've got no motivation i i literally watched this video on repeat for about half an hour while i was on the treadmill and i was just like cuz like, like i don't know this is going to sound lame as fuck but like you know there's times when like with 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 the song that you love the most there's times when you're like I'm imagining I'm playing those drums I'm yeah, imagining yeah. That I'm part of this you know, I mean, like it I mean, does yeah and also I remember I interviewed uh, Sigrid oh know, yeah the Norwegian songstress terrible word I'm joking <laughs> he's not joking it's a stupid word uh, incredible pop star and, and very very cool cool lady from the time I interviewed her she's cool uh, but I was in the 3 Arena before her show uh, yeah. a few years ago I think it was pre-pandemic possibly and her crew played this song to test the arena, to test the acoustics and to... Interesting. Yeah, like and, and apparently, like, this is the song, I, and I said to her I was like, oh, I was like, I fucking love that song. And she's like, oh yeah, she's like, we play that everywhere we go at every venue. Because hmm. it's just such a booming...
2: Helps them tune the PA, yeah. Gi- yeah. Yeah, gigantic
0: thing and, like, helps them, like, find the room or something. Yeah. Which I think is cool. And also, very cool. here's my contention. This should have been a Eurovision song and would have won.
1: Absolutely. That's actually an incredible shout, yeah. Thank you. It really has. It really has the, the qualities of a good Eurovision winner. It's so fucking. Their vocals are very Eurovision. It's,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. And just but the, even the music, like yeah. M83, is like could, could I think that, a was, that entry would win any day of the week. It like, should yeah.
0: win. Like if that doesn't win, like what are we doing? You know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> why <Where> are <laughs> we even here, guys? Why are we here? M80s, uh, uh, m M80, you know, M83s, uh, M83, uh, M83. If you've never heard them, go check them out. Uh, their thing generally is to make kind of incredible skyscraping, you know, mm. just wonderful, wonderful music that makes you feel ten feet tall. And this is like one of the best encapsulations of it. I will never get tired of this song. Yeah, it fucking. Rules, and she is so Suzanne. son for is so good on it so yeah any time of the day but this will this will wake me up Richard so that's very much in my that life. is a great choice but it's also I think you'll find an adrenaline anthem it is an adrenaline <laughs>
1: anthem it meets that that criteria alright also um, uh, lower your oil to die with the sun die with the sun yep. that would be that would be if you were going for an end of day song oh, there fucking, you go oh, it's a very God. powerful punch you know? so maybe that's that's our next list there we yeah. go
0: I've got an amazing M83 playlist which I'll put on I don't know like Twitter or my Instagram or something, if you want to go find me, yeah, go check it out. They're so good, Anthony Gonzalez, incredible, not as good anymore as they used to be. Yeah, I was about
1: to say, their new album was uh, it's okay, entirely forgettable.
0: It's okay, it's better than the last couple of
2: ones, but also yeah, bad. there yeah, is I weren't a i not enamored with junk by any means. Junk is a fucking no. disaster,
0: and also they fucking toured and didn't come here. And like, I've seen M83 alive a couple of times before, and it's it's incredible. You will leave that gig feeling incredible. So, what's your number three?
1: Number three, so this year I've, just, I've um kind of had a sort of a a changing in sort of a a lot of musical habits but like new albums have that have come out this year or music that I've listened to from the start of this year has become quite resonant with me and one of the albums I think of the year um, was one of the ones which is very early on obviously out in the year it's only May uh, at this point but this is uh, a song it's actually the first song from the album that I think will be the album of the year Geronimo by Young Fathers. Um, I adore this. This is this is, this is is probably... I mean, like the single was obviously released in 2022, uh, but I feel like it's probably going to be up there for my songs of the year. You can't
0: pick Geronimo for your song of the year. I'm outlawing this right now. I don't care. You can't it's do it. There. The uh, album is anyway. The th- this is like the Weekend Blind Light's being named best song in like three years in a row or something. It's like you can't... Just because it... deserves it, no. it? No.
1: No. Uh, it's amazing though. Uh, I again, sort of touching on what I sort of said before with the um, with the uh, Kate Bush pick, uh, a bit of mantra and a bit of that. This song almost feels like meditation for me in a way. Uh, the breathe in, breathe out uh, from the intro is brilliant. Just um, even get on, get off. It does repetition really well. It does feel like a sort of a spiritual moment. So Young Fathers, of course, sort of a, a Scottish uh, three pl- three piece plus more. Um, this is probably, I think it's the most positive album that they've released in terms of, you know, it's very uplifting music. It does feel very spiritual.
0: Despite being called Heavy Heavy.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I, I just think this is remarkable. Actually, the first time I heard this song was, uh, I was in Scotland uh, and I was on, it was the second day I was in Scotland. So I went, uh, I say it was in a village, a town called Fort William, which is in the Scottish Highlands, it's out by a lock. And I hadn't, I was only starting actually to get back into running at this point. And I was actually in a local place which served Amazing Craft Pizza the night before. I had a few pints and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I was got out and I was like, Do you know, I'm just going to try a run this morning. And I was lashed. It, was, it wasn't pissing rain, but it was sort of heavy enough rain. But it was like very evocative and gray. And I was like, I'm going to hit this album. and let this roll. So there's a couple of songs from the album I could have picked. I could have picked Rice. Uh, any other song off the album, really. But this just came on in oh, the middle of it. Is
0: that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I think it's Tell Somebody as well. Tell Somebody's was, fucking
1: Which amazing. is brilliant. It has yeah. the same sort of spirituality to it, which I just really connected with I think, at that moment. Uh, and it was just something I was like, this is unbelievable. And it was just a cool moment to go running around to it. And actually, a, a few weeks later, and it was before, I think it was before, no, it might have been actually after, because we went to the gig... At the, uh, the the Olympia, Olympia Theater, yeah. incredible,
0: incredible uh, which show. is
1: an amazing moment. Uh, but I was walking around town, and it was a morning as well. And I was listening to this song. I just had this thing because, and it's almost the medit- meditative quality of the song sort of came through for me. And I just felt this amazing sort of breathwork sort of happening for me. This sort of this lift in my chest, and I just felt this is the best I've felt in probably years, which is an amazing moment to have with the song associated with it. So that was just really incredible. And I was just like, this song is fucking great. Yeah. So yeah, and I just I just have so much love for this for 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 young fathers uh, and this song and this album as well.
0: Yeah, this song is Geronimo. The album is heavy, heavy, and the band are young fathers. They're phenomenal. They're like a, a band I will I will always praise to the heaven. And yeah, what you just described there is like the definition of restorative. Like, yeah, you know that's incredible. And that gig was fucking unbelievable.
1: Alice Swinton seems to
0: think so. And Michael Shannon. Well, he's less. He's harder to read, but um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. couldn't read much off of me sitting.
0: But I was just amazing. so glad to be there so glad to be there for that show and like we were in like the pit at the Olympia and like you know they're just right there in front of you and it's just such an incredible and I think I said before and I was like "This is trust me it's going to be unbelievable
1: yeah because there was a chance I couldn't get there was a chance I mightn't have made it like, you, you almost know? didn't yeah. almost didn't make it it was
0: kind of a last minute thing
1: yeah, yeah. and uh, the amount of times I've streamed that song this year is absolutely insane so uh, once I come around to the Spotify wrapped that is
0: probably Probably top three, I'd say. All right, well, we'll 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 have to get you back on at the end of the year, some capacity to find out. Yeah, you know that's the big one. Right, number three for me. I'm gonna play a loud, heavy one now. Bit of screaming, bit of aggro Uh, guitars, bit bit (laughs) a a, a bit of metal. So you know, just in case you're of a a sensitive disposition, maybe turn this one down. But you do know this one. Oh, and I think you do like this one. And this is like, yeah, this is like a cold cup of coffee in the morning. Here we go.
1: Like, when we to this, they like, oh, they be taking their
2: headphones out of their ears. I warned <laughs> them.
0: I gave them fair warning. But I find that, I find this quite beautiful. Do you know, Adam?
2: I like that. Uh, my speaker struggled a little bit with that and sounded my hangover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a, that is the
0: amazingly named Kill Switching yes. Game. A great
2: band. Gray they're a great band. They're a phenomenal band. Yeah.
0: The song is called This Fire. It was originally called This Fire Burns. Yes. Why do we know it, Richard? It was
1: a theme song. It was. For?
0: Uh, a certain professional wrestler. Game? Right? No, 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 no. So this was... Edge? Nope, nope, nope. nope. How do you not know this? I don't know. You do know because we watched it at one point together, an incredible thing. Uh, We'll get to that. So originally this was used in the WWE for Randy Orton. Yes, sorry, my bad. He only used it for a couple of weeks, though, and apparently didn't like it. Then it was recycled and given to a different wrestler who was CM Punk.
1: Yes. And sorry. At, and yes. at the
0: incredible, the amazing money in the bank match and in his hometown of Chicago against John Cena ah, in twenty eleven. Yes, 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 he yes, comes yes. out to this one and the fucking ovation he gets is incredible. Somebody would have watched over lockdown and you're just like the that atmosphere song. is unbelievable. <laughs> and this song is blaring throughout. And yeah, again, this is just like it's about two and a half, three minutes. It's got that kind of mix that I love of the aggro shouty music and the beautiful angsty chorus kind of thing going on there. It's a very emo in a way, I would say, to go back to our our Midwest emo episode. Hugh Carr was our guest on that episode, and he did say that this is on his walk-to-work playlist, so... Look, there you go. Yeah, it all
1: it all it's ties not, it's in. It's not just you on the the morning Kill Switch Engage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't even realise how perfect of a tie-in that was. But I've, I've always loved Kill Switch Engage to go back to, like, you know, the fucking, I guess, late 90s, early 2000s. Like, you know, that first album, Alive or Just Breathing. Um, they got some really good stuff. The End of Heartache, which, again, the name alone is ludicrous. Uh, but that song, I just, that's the ultimate of, like, I listen to it and I'm like, I wish I was a metal frontman. It looks yeah. like so much fun. You know? Good life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think,
1: like, I think I've, I've heard no negative reviews or outcomes.
0: I am curious, though. Like, it's not that you're averse to this kind of music, but, like, do you have no, any... I be, I, I'm, I'm a very open-doors... Uh, you're an eclectic guy. Yeah, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, like, like what's your heaviest that you... What's your threshold?
2: or thrash hole shit. Oh my <laughs> that's god! Cool. Adam, oh. Yeah. That's ha- nice hangover. <laughs> I don't move. know. How do you how do you grade <laughs> these things?
0: How do you, well, I mean, like I, I don't listen to like for you know like Norwegian death metal, no, for example, black years, metal. Me yeah. it, I, I find that to be a little bit too hardcore. We can't do it. But like you know, Slipknot. You know. Nope. Lincoln Park.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I wouldn't listen
2: to it regularly, but like Lincoln Park could be li- light enough to. Be light so. yeah,
0: I'm trying to like go from one extreme to the other here. suppose. You want to have a bit of m- melodic vocals in there, do
1: you? I do yeah, I need something which just feels has a bit of musicality to it. You don't like being screamed at? No, nope. not um, generally speaking. Some, 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 sometimes <laughs> it can work in a musical kind okay. sort of sense, but like they, they'd be rare exceptions. Was, that was, that's, that's 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 probably uh, that's probably right on my palate. If you're doing that sort of that Scoville test of spiciness, <laughs> uh,
0: was there ever like like you mentioned your kind of indie sleaze uh, brief teenage CD run? Did you ever like like, like what was the heaviest CD that ever? That you crossed silver for at the local record store. Don't
1: maybe Metallica or something. Like okay, like, but okay. like not a huge amount of like sort of like your. I don't. I don't even know like Slayer or stuff. I wasn't.
0: I considered a Slayer song for this, one, but I thought it was slightly too hardcore. Yeah, I just not um, It just don't get. Could it. have been disciple, but like
1: again, that's, that's for other people to decide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, yeah, like I, like yeah, I, I take great power from this kind of stuff. I, I just find again, it's just like it spikes yeah. me when I need it to spike me, and like I do love Good. throwing this on in the morning, you know. In my in-ears, you know, for consideration for other people.
1: Yeah. Do you like air guitar on like a bus or something?
0: Nah, nah. On the I was never an air guitar person. <laughs> air drumming on occasion, because we That's, used to play.
1: Yeah, I think air drumming is actually underratedly probably more easy and... Also cathartic. Yeah, yeah. I would say to do that in air good. guitar. A lot cooler as You've well. You've heard it here first,
0: folks. And drummers in general are just cooler. We know, Like, we know this, you know. Those? Yep. Yep, I All agree. Right. All <laughs> right, Kill, switch Engage, baby. Check it out. This Fire, uh, or once called This Fire Burns, now called This Fire. It's pretty great, if you ask me. What's your number two? Uh,
1: we're going back to the 90s with this one. And again, this is actually something which came from um, a gig this year. Uh, just, a, it is, I think it, this is as morning-y. This is my most morning-y song out of it. Uh, featured on a number... A number of different soundtracks, a very eclectic mix of films, which I'll go through.
0: But I can this is, guess this. Can you? Is Hit it. it. Halcyon and On.
2: Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Halcyon and on and on and indeed on 1993 remix of Orbitals 1992 uh, just plain old Halcyon plain vanilla Halcyon Uh, was at their St. Patrick's Day uh, gig uh, at the National Arena National Stadium Stadium, it's my my uh, locality in Harold's Cross South Circular Road One of the all-time great gigs, I'm going to say. It's a great venue,
2: isn't it? I've had an unbelievable
1: time. That was an incredible spiritual experience and that song was on. In that on St Patrick's night was it? It was on St Patrick's it's night, yeah. <laughs> uh, incredible! It was such a wild—it's a wild space for a gig. Yeah, like little tuck shops in the back of the back corner. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah like, tuck shops cool. Like <laughs> it's just this is very nineties rave music, so like you can you know what's going on in the crowd and all that sort of stuff. So like, you know what's going on in the crowd, know, Who
0: knows what's going on in that there crowd? Report. I had my hands on my
1: hips <laughs> and I was looking around. I was like, oh don't something fishy's going on with something's these people. What's wrong with that guy? He, um, he wasn't even
0: drinking anything. That's weird. Oh
1: my god! Incredible. Um, just you—it's—it is if you were to. Ask me what the word euphoria means in a song. That is very euphoric music. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned soundtracks that it's on. Uh, Mortal Kombat,
0: the movie. I was going to say cause I, I can name you three off the top of my head, and that's one of them. You
1: get them, but you get the other two. Hackers,
0: yes, which I rewatched recently. It's in the opening stretch. But the, the,
1: the, I actually did not realize this until I actually looked it up the other day because I was looking for notes and that it was not Hackers. No, the the, the, the other the, the, the one remaining
0: one that I well, I, had. I remember it. myself, yourself, and Zara King. Yes, here we go. You got watched it. <laughs> Mean Girls, yeah, and it's at the end of Mean Girls. What a choice! It's just there at the very end. It it's makes like, no what sense. The, what the, as she's kind of like wrapping up the film.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the last scene of the film for. Song for all
0: occasions, basically, yeah, yeah,
1: just um, but like the slow build, the vocals of Kirsty, uh, Hawkshaw, just a reminder of just an unbelievable moment. Of, it's very hard not to feel connected to people who are around you in that moment, and an unbelievable connection to music and what it can do to you. Uh, again, it's something that I now use as part of like morning rituals, and it just feels it just feels there's a great it just hits me right in the right in the soul, really. Whenever I hear this from now on, it's absolutely perfect, uh, it's just perfect, but yeah. it, it is just. Incredible, and it's just it's it's pure musical perfection. That it's is.
0: it's life affirming.
1: Yeah, like, it really is.
0: It genuinely is. Yeah, so if, I, I, I,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, if you're in a horrific mood, I think it will actually help you. Like it,
1: yeah, that, a hundred percent would. That is a performance-enhancing drug for 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 life. Is what that is. Nice. Did they, P-E-D
0: for life. Did they play this at the? <laughs> they did, yeah.
1: And because oh, they had their like, the, show the, the, me, would have come running. Like it was so good because like it was so like they had their little beamy lights things. I don't know if you've ever seen the Orbital live. I can't wait to see them again. Yeah, next, they have yeah. Their
2: flashlights on their Yeah, the flashlights in their
1: heads and you see them go and just like, you, because like, they did all their other absolutely just like classics like Belfast and like Chime. Uh, but this was just something, I think I, this was probably like midway through their set and it was just like, you just get a sense of you see that sound of ah, oh, for everybody in the crowd to hear, it sort of just kicking, just beginning yeah. in the foothills of that climb
2: up to that Euphoric peak. I was like, this is great. Like
0: you'd buy a ticket just to hear that, just yeah. to experience that.
2: Yeah, it was so good. Think of how good that live set is if that's in the middle. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it that was saying something. Sorry, like. that kick, that kick also
1: ended incredibly early. By the way, <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody was
0: out onto South Circular Road around half eleven. <laughs> that's okay.
1: No, no, no,
0: no. Sorry, no. It was St. Patrick's Night, man. Like it's you know, you gotta get back in and taste it. Everybody walking yeah, it. around looking at the good. swans, yeah, yeah, looking at the atmosphere. swans along the canal, just going, Where do we go now? So that's Orbital and the song is Halcyon and On and on and on and on and on. And it's fucking unbelievable. A, it's, it's so great. good. Okay, Happily um not. Number two for me, I, I know you're gonna appreciate this one. It's I think it actually pairs well. Um, you know, like a good wine. So this is like if that is the lift and the euphoric lift, this definitely has that too. But there's a bit of a darker edge to this one, and uh, it's it, it's it's definitely a a, a Dave and Richard favourite, ah. and it's also
1: I know exactly what it is already. Like yeah, it's,
0: it's, from, it's from it's from a film directed by Michael Mann.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Um. Uh, let's play it, shall we? <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to be a fiend from mojitos to enjoy the music that closes Michael Mann's 2006 masterpiece, Miami Vice, starring Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. This song is Otto Rock and the Bander Mogwai.
1: Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's just
0: like I I can't not. St- I I, can't I could have stop probably drafted
1: half of your list without actually. Yeah. If I if I knew if I knew the frame of mind you were coming at it with.
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of like. I mean, I I struggled like, a bit with that. I kind of I, I kind of gave you the big one because I was like, oh, I've got two songs already, pal. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I've hit a bit of a wall here. Okay, what do we? Uh, what else we got? And then I was like, did I pick Otter Rock before? Surely I have. Adam swears I haven't, but nope. there's that's it's not in the records. Not fucking possible. Wow. Um, I love Mogwai, Scottish instrumentalists. They're incredible. They make gorgeous, gorgeous music like this. Um, this is one of their leaner songs in that it's like, you know, about five minutes as opposed to about nine or 10 or 11 or in some cases over 20. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's from Mr. Beast, I think, which came out in 2005, I want to say. Maybe it was 2006, around the time that the film came out. And again, it's used, if you haven't seen the film, I would recommend it. Not everyone loves it, but we do, don't we?
1: Oh, I'm a huge fan. Huge so fan of the stuff.
0: And it's used on an emotional apex of the of the film. And the shot of Colin Farrell looking wistfully into the into the breeze as Gongly goes away. And this plays
1: Perhaps that was his peak moment in his career. It
0: could be. He doesn't remember. It for though. me it is. Famously. <laughs> um yeah, it's great. I listen to this all the fucking time. A friend of mine once like stitched it together for an hour for me and then did like a slowed down version as well.
2: Yeah. Um, Slow down was, reverb. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Where Beautiful. it's like,
0: like like the Justin Bieber eight hundred times slower type thing with this. And yeah, it's just it's so impactful, right? It's so impactful. Yeah.
1: You feel every every sort of like bang or boom of drum in there. You're just like, oh, you know, a nice little shakes through the system on it. It's very good.
0: Yeah, I could see this being like a good finish off a run song as well. Could be. You know? Oh.
1: Could be. I don't know if it is. I haven't tried it. Well you should now, hey, it'll, be on, it'll be on the next playlist Yeah, You definitely should But what is your People should check out those playlists actually dude. It's getting, getting a lot of love there actually Your playlist. I do a little run, Runners High is basically the series I've called them basically on Spotify And it's like I think it's about three or 400 people Who've like Joined into these playlists now at this point Okay cool. well,
0: you, you should share that on your Instagram Or something right. you, you do have a playlist as well That you've been making this year Where it's one song every day
1: Yes Which is a, a, a trope I went I started um, Maybe like six or seven years ago uh, and I sort of I I I, done, I I'd only done it successfully like once or I think before maybe not even fully successfully to finish a year. But I'm doing it again. It's a great effect. So it's just a nice way of sort of like it's actually a great way of just building a habit in your day. Because if you remember to stick the song in the playlist, you can use it to do any other amount of like other things. It's like it's microhabiting is sort of the. You that sort of self-helpy sort of way of describing it, but it's just a great way of just sort of documenting a year as well. Because yeah, you have to play this, you're like, oh, I remember when I was this, this. Yeah. I remember what this was. I remember what that was. Throwing a young father Very song cool. after
0: going to the gig, that kind of thing absolutely,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You pick out generally what the best and the most impactful piece of music you heard over the course of the day, wasn't it? Did great. you
0: put a Tina Turner song in? Yes,
1: did yeah. Which one? I think I did. um I think I did River, River Deep Mountain High yesterday. Yeah. All right. Haven't put it in the air yet, so maybe maybe one of your songs will end up on the playlist now. I bloody well hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, switch engage number one. Absolutely yeah. straight <laughs> in there. Right. Let's have your number one. Um So this is another piece of song and piece of music that I think I was introduced to this year by none other than yourself, Dave. What can I say? And it is probably now my oh, favourite yeah, yeah, song. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> your favourite song of all time. <laughs>
1: Ah, gang of youths in the wake of your leave. Fucking incredible piece of music. Hits Uh, you right in the chest, doesn't it? It does, it does. And yeah, like, I mean, the subject matter, of course, is important. Uh, I think it's incredible, just a piece of music for that. Of course, the uh, lead singer is singing about the death of his father and the feelings associated with that. Music itself is incredibly uplifting and spiking, uh, the intro to that song just absolutely just throws me up every single time. It's, pri- it's an incredible piece of music. You sent it on to me I think it was early on this year. I think
0: it was when you were going to Scotland. I, I think well you, have been. I think you, I, if I recall correctly, there was a day when you were like, do you have any like albums recent enough or whatever that you yes, recommend? Yes, it was. And I think I just like threw you like six or seven and that was one of them. Yeah. And it's, yeah, Nation
1: Ga- of Language or something like that was another one Nation
0: of Language is another band they're really really cool um, so Gang of youths they're an Australian band I talk about them on the podcast all the fucking time yeah. and the most recent record is called Angel in Real Time yep. it's got a big orange cover and it's got a picture of the frontman's father on there and it's a super emotional record very in the Bruce Springsteen the national kind of big hearted rock kind of vein but yeah this song in particular seemed to really do it for you
1: yeah I don't know I just, I just think it was just a piece of music I was like this is just perfect so good and I think that, I was—I think, I was, I think I picked it here today I was like you know what this is what music and friends is all about you know this is Aww. an important emotional song that means a lot now to me I, mean, you know, I know it means a lot to you as well yeah tons and I'm just like this is just absolutely great and I, I've streamed this song I would say <laughs> hard to say but I'd say about 300 times this year already <laughs> uh, absolutely adore it. Um, it I just use it for everything Use it for everything. The whole album is brilliant, but this song just absolutely... It's just such an easy song to just get... You to a place and just absolutely just drills you in your skull and you're just like this is absolutely perfection. Music video is actually really good as well. Have great video,
0: yeah. A lot of choreography in there. It's brilliant. Yeah, oh, great band. door Which uh, played last year and neither of us knew. I can't believe that. <laughs> <happened>. I feel <laughs>
2: cheated. Yeah, were they? They were in the albums of the year last year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very much so I high think up. They were high up there because yeah.
0: that, that album was one that I kind of came to late and I just it just swept me away as it probably would. And again, you know, I've said this even recently on the show, but like. Uh, that album came out in February of 2022 and my dad passed away in yeah. January of 2022. And I I like I knew of the band. I hadn't really got into them just yet. And I don't know if I just missed the release date entirely or if something in my brain said, no fucking way, not yet. Because obviously it's such an incredible confessional. Uh, it's all about the death of his father and picking up the pieces. And again, there's so many great, like you could pick, like this is this is the standout for you, but you could have a different standout for yeah, it. someone Angels else. Angel of Eighth Avenue,
1: Avenue is another brilliant fantastic one. Fantastic song. yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, goal of the Century which closes the album which yeah. ne- never fails to make me cry like the last two lines on it just knock me out every time every time I'm out walking down the street whatever I will tear up and yeah. I, but I love it though because it makes me you know it brings me to that place and there is it's not downbeat none of this is downbeat to me no, nor to you like, no it isn't
1: and I think this is like I want like I have no, I have no idea if, like, if and when we'll ever do one of these again on the podcast so I was like I think it's really important just to acknowledge just like the music that you've brought into my life is really important to me. And I just thought this is just really great. It's a great example of that, just because it is. It just, it's absolutely just perfect. The whole album is great, as you say. And it's just a testament to what music can do for you in the right moment. So it's just incredible, yeah.
0: Thank you, man. That's a beautiful thing to say. There you go. Much am bringing the
1: feels to finish but, off
0: my list. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Much love. Thank you. Um, well, my number one, uh, hard act to follow. Um, this is a tough one because this song is, uh, this clip obviously is only going to be 30 seconds long, but the song is about 12 minutes long. So wow. trying to pick a section of it was almost impossible and it kind of, it won't do it justice, but I've tried a little bit and I want you to kind of have a bit of patience, bear with me. This is a bit abstract um, and it might sound like what the fuck did I just listen to? Perhaps, but i you know, it's, it, it needs the whole song for context, but it does give me very similar feelings to the stuff we've been talking about. So hopefully this is a song you will also take with you. So let's have a listen to some of it. Slightly out of context. Let's just go. Listen. Yeah, it sounds mental, right? It does. I know it does. Uh, That is a song called "Wham City," and the artist is Dan Deacon, who is an American. Deacon. Dan Deacon, American citizen, um, <laughs> who has been around for quite some time, and uh, he actually did um, he did the score work for the Hustle film with Adam Sandler recently. Interesting, which is a great fucking. film. That is a very good film. Movie. Yeah, very I really lovely. like that film. I have to say the score is good fantastic. Change. The score and the score is very very uplifting and it kind of picks you up and moves you with uh, like moves you with it. Uh, so this is an older one of his songs. It's from two thousand and seven, I think, um, and it's on yeah it's on the album Spider Man of the Rings. Uh, Dan Deacon like his shows are mental like I mean it's basically just him and like all kinds of fucking you know toys essentially Mm -hmm. effects pedals and machines and stuff and he like does weird shit with the audience, like I mean, he gets it, makes everyone kind of get down on their knees and jump up, and he does a thing where he like makes like a human kind of tunnel where everyone kind of stands, opposite each other, and like puts their hands over, mm. and he'll like go through it and go out, out the door of a venue and come back in, all this kind of weird stuff. I actually I saw that's him, fun. Yeah, I saw him like before the pandemic, and it was a bit too much. I, I will say, like, <laughs> like, like, I, like the person I was with kind of had a slight panic attack, and it was like, we gotta
1: <laughs> got go. Um, but like, you're like watching a, an adult version of like Blue's Clues or something, <laughs> 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 the Wiggles world has just unfolded. He has
0: that weird kind of, uh, yeah, children's, like, an- anarcho game show host kind yeah, of vibe yeah. to him. But, like, so this song, Wham City, like, again, the aforementioned Mick Pope is a dear friend of mine uh, and a friend of yours for sure, as yeah, well, of course. Absolutely. He, I, we were having this conversation once about how, like, in electronic music, like, there can be, like, there's a few vocals in this, and it's kind of weird nursery rhyme stuff as well, but, like, I find that really emotional, and I find that in the context of the whole thing, and again, you know, I've been out for like either a run or a long walk or something, and I've, I've put this on at full volume, probably destroying my eardrums, but I just, there's an emotion encased within it, and those little lifts and those changes, and those kind of just like additions, and like when he just like clearly like fucking slams down on a keyboard, it really does make me feel alive. It really does make me feel like I want to be alive and I want to kind of get better and, you know, have a whatever, you know, like in the optimism thing and the life affirming thing. And I find it crazy how you can get that from music that doesn't have many lyrics and sometimes doesn't have any lyrics. And like, that is, it's magic to me. Like it's genuine, genuine magic to me. And this song, like he's got a song called Snookered off another album called Bromst. And I remember listening to a lot in college. Um, I review one of his albums for Hot Press. He has that in him. The music that he makes has that kind of, just that little kind of ingredient that some people have and some people don't, and you do hear it in that in that hustle soundtrack. Like, I mean, I I heard it and I was like, mm. all this feels like an escalation, and about just kind of there's I don't know, there's a melancholy in it, there's a victory in it, and I really am taken somewhere else when I listen to this. I'm totally transported away, and that's why, especially if you're on a fucking treadmill and it's monotonous as hell, yeah, you can actually just tune into this world that's being created for you, and that's what I get from this, and I. I don't know what it is and again I've had that conversation with Mick where we were both like we were like how how does he do it what is it why am I feeling emotional about this piece of music which you know I think on another day I could find completely insane and just bizarre and maybe it doesn't work but those little lifts those changes I'm with it all the way to the end and I think it's fucking awesome so mm. I'm challenging you sir to listen to all 11 minutes and 45 seconds of Wham's, <laughs> We'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Over the weekend and just report back to me. You know? Yeah. I'll
1: be like, come come oh, back you know, to me. That Dan Deacon, he's got something.
0: He really fucking does. Uh, I think I think that it was an interesting top five. Very restorative in general. But that is the best, like like that is the best thing about music. It's when it makes you feel 10 feet tall. And when yeah, make, absolutely. And, and, when it, and when it moves you, like in some capacity. Um, yeah. It's that restorative feeling, Dave. It's that restorative feeling. Uh, do you feel restored, Adam?
2: i cured. Look that. Mission complete. There for the last. Do you do that's you have any, any go tos for this kind of stuff? Um, I don't know. It's like as someone I, who I, starts
0: I, his day in a studio with music, usually someone else's. Like, I mean, yeah.
2: See, that's the issue because, like, because I work so mm. close with music, I find sometimes it's really hard and inaccessible, and um, because. I can't get away from what I do, as in, like I can't get away from the fact that I'm overanalyzing things, yeah. all the time. So I'm like taking it apart, and it's very rare now that something that kind of hit me. Um, there's been a few good ones this year. Um, I have a 2023 finds playlist that mm. I'm kind of keeping up to date with, which um I can share with with um with Dave for the for the Patreon post next week. Um if anyone's interested. And
0: Patreon.com slash no encore.
2: Exactly. And um there's some good stuff on there. Like Paranol has a new album out this year, uh show fave South Korean Chinese Shoe kind of, shoegaze guess, yeah, kind of unknown. Yeah. I think I,
0: I think you'd be into it. it's kind of just yeah. very like post-rock kind of, you know you know what's that word? Dream wave. Dream wave. <laughs> it's, it's
2: quite ethereal. Like it, it's it's really, really interesting. I'm gonna find the song title now while I uh fish through my through my playlist. We Shine at Night is the name of that song. Um, that's really, really good. I've gotten back into like dance music a lot this year. Mm. Um, Something I would have listened to a lot in my teens kind of would have been my go-to as opposed to the likes of, you know, indie or emo or anything yeah. like that. I was bet I, I just discovered iTunes and podcasts and there was uh, a great podcast called Trance Around the World by um, Transact Above and Beyond. They put out a weekly show and it was, it was excellent. It was like a real eye opening thing, but they mixed it all. So it was like one giant three hour Ah, DJ set every week. It was amazing. Um, So that was really good. But I've, yeah, started to kind of get more into like the house garage stuff that's happening at the moment. Um, Joe Hertz, who I had interviewed on before the encore, has some great music out. And he was collaborating with a guy called Jasper Tigner, who is... Putting out some really exciting things, so um, Denia is a great one that he has, which has a brandy sample in it. That's like a real kickstarter for me uh, of late. But yeah, it's when I like when I do find it, it makes it even more kind of rewarding because it's so hard. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a tough it's a tough slog, but when you like it's, when something like that does come along, it's it's a great feeling. It's like you feel like you are on top of the world and can't be touched.
0: Well, Beautiful thing.
2: Yeah. Beautiful Ten. thing, friends. Appreciate it, man.
0: And uh, thank you for making this podcast sound untouchable, as you always do. <laughs> Sonic Architect Adam, everybody, with his, right. weekly, with his weekly sign-off. And Richard, of course, um, you know, you're a fairly underground fellow. Where can people find you online? <laughs> Probably the usual places they, they find me to do other other things,
1: yeah. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, but less so over the last couple of months, actually.
0: Okay. Are, are you not, like, you know, pivoting to TikTok like everyone else?
1: Maybe I should. I, I need to give it a proper go. It's just a very difficult thing to actually use regularly it's a much easier app to just scan through and flip through than actually create for so I have a big admiration for the TikTok
0: community Massive, yeah. <laughs> community <laughs> <laughs> Okay uh, well look we wish you well on your uh, running career as it continues to take Listen
1: I have, I have big plans for it Yeah Yeah. Big plans not, not Nothing confirmed yet but I'm looking to do stuff next year with it Yeah Okay
2: so let's see, let's see where we go. Sounds like a marathon to me. Well, I mean, Thanks, Adam. Else,
0: <laughs> with all due respect, what else could it be? I don't know. It
1: could be anything. I could be doing ultra marathons, or like even doing a half marathon. Yeah. There's many getting those into professional things. wrestling. Who knows? One year at a time,
2: Richard. So exactly. It. <laughs> okay. It's all
0: slowly, slowly. All right, listen. Uh, we'll welcome you back soon. I hope. Hope so. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Richard Chambers. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw in the sound of like crowds cheering. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay uh, that's been No Encore everybody if you like the show tell a friend lots of good back episodes out there to check out as well of course all my previous ones yep they're all good that's all you they're want. they're all in the archive somewhere <laughs> and...
2: they are, they're all there there's no, we've got a playlist the No Popcorn Now Showing playlist which has all the old No Popcorn episodes yeah, on there there's tons of stuff and, it's uh, just a really
0: good show everybody and, like, and
2: also it, some listeners of the show might be excited to know that the new season of Before the Encore has begun production so nice. Adam
0: goes behind the scenes with industry people and talks to them about the making of
2: music. Love yes. That. So the ball is rolling and um I expect in maybe a month or so you might be getting new episodes of that yep. so. and
0: we'll continue along with our special guests every week in a top five hard act to follow Richard appreciate it I think impossible act to follow I would say well we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. raise your Make game Best of luck lads yeah, raise your game next guest for the show in the meantime uh, thanks for coming in thanks, my guys. name is Dave Hanratty this has been No Encore there will be No Encore and we're back next week bye bye stay safe get out there get running bye bye <laughs>